everybody, welcome to episode 112 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapares. Oh. oh, you're going to boo me already? Sorry. I'm Why don't mad. you introduce yourself, you asshole? I'm mad. I'm Chris Antista, and apparently people don't want me on the show because I'm oh, a One Like, one guy doesn't want you on the show. Who cares? What a cunt. I don't want him on the show. <laughs> that one guy's Dave Rudden. He doesn't yeah. want him on the show. No. Yeah. Yep. And I'm Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. See, Michael, unlike Brett, lets me say the whole thing. Yeah, Brett doesn't let you say the... Wait, I have the option to not let you say the Uh, whole thing? No, you don't. You don't have the option. I only let him say every other word on Cheap Pop. I would like to point out just real quick to dipshit millennials who don't talk to people except for the internet. Let's alienate most of the audience right off the bat. In in five days, I was an SJW hardcore and a racist misogynist. And it bums me out every time I'm called both. What's the third thing you're going for today? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a. I'm. I'm. I, it feels like a, too much of a centrist. The, 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 the yeah. criticism Obama got. He's a Nazi socialist. Well, you're also Islamic because you're calling yes, out millennials. Yeah. Fuck you, go. millennials. That's the only thing you can pinpoint it on. Like, how do you live in a world this small where I aco- I, I accommodate all? You know, of those? it's a, the old man is the one who complains yep. about children. Uh-huh. Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. Those motherfuckers Instant. never watch TGIF. If you had a lawn, you'd yell. Them to get off of it. That's horseshit. Fucking god damn it! Fuck all of you. Hmm. Get started with your video game show. <laughs> all right, thank you. Now, <laughs> now that we move past everybody. Chris complains apocalypse, I think that? I think our topic this week will definitely pull those millennials back in. Uh, oh <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is totally their nostalgia that we're about to talk about. So this week, the Sega Saturn turns twenty. Uh, Monday was actually <laughs> the twenty-year anniversary of its. Surprise, Surprise okay, early so launch. Is, all right. What was the Japanese launch? Do you know that? Uh, I think it was it was maybe a little later in June or September. Or wow, so like that. America got it first. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was such a bizarre thing that I, I think it was it was during E3, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah then mm-hmm. it was uh, being shown off and unveiled, like you know, we'd we'd known about it a little while longer or a little while before that. And then the guy was like, And it's available right now in stores. Look under your chairs. <laughs> But no, this guy was also Oprah. <laughs> and yes, that guy got one-upped at that very same event yep. by Sony. because So they go first, they say, blah, 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 blah. It's right now, and they have this long speech. Then the PlayStation guy comes up, and he has one word that he says, two ninety nine, yeah. Which means it is $100. The PlayStation is $100 cheaper than the Saturn, and boom, Saturn's dead. Saturn's immediately second place. He, and he immediately walks off stage and apologizes to the guys at, at Namco. Sorry, we're not <laughs> in a shit tagging. I just uh, wanted yeah. to do this one thing. Just want to do this one thing. Sorry, guys. Put away those tra- yeah, I would love them to do that now. Just like, nope, we have one announcement. Like, to yeah. think of when an E3 press conference was just like one guy talk, like an executive yeah. talking for 10 minutes and then walking away. Like, not these like months long planned. Yeah. But, uh, so presentation. Oh, okay. So I was I was wrong actually. November twenty second, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So it was it was in fall, but the year before, mm-hmm. and and it was supposed to come out in September in the U S. And then they just decided to do the surprise early rollout. But I think the surprise also applied to retailers who were taken yeah. off guard. They were well, not prepared because <laughs> it wasn't every retailer. Yeah. Toys R Us got oh. it, and some other ones did, but not everybody. And then the retailers that didn't started to get angry, and that led to them not sucking it as much. And it also, was, Saturn had terrible launch games, like including a broken Virtual Fighter. Yeah. yeah, it had Panzer Dragoon, and that was about it. Excellent game. Yes, Clockwork. Excellent nights. game. I would say whole, <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, but, uh, I agree but that Panzer Dragoon, I'll put that up to any PlayStation One launch game. 
Even Tekken? Yes. Even Ridge Racer? Yes. Even Especially Ridge Wipeout. Racer. Even Crazy Ivan? Dare I say... <laughs> Toshin Din. If I, unless I'm... I could be wrong, but if I remember right, those were like its only games until right. the rest of the industry well, we were, caught we, up that fall. Dave and I were streaming um, the... Uh, for, for its anniversary, we streaming. We streamed five Saturn games, uh, specifically ones that were ported over to Xbox yep. 360. Beautifully, I might add. Uh, but the, what I never really realized what Saturn did so differently is that it was an arcade port machine, mm-hmm. and Panzer Dragoon is their one first-party exclusive that was 3D. Hmm. Almost everything else was second-party. Or, or sprite based, like the Saturn decided to build itself as a sprite powerhouse. They, yeah, because they didn't they didn't think people would want polygon. Yeah, so the three D games, it's like I'm playing Daytona. I've never I just bought it for the stream. I've never played it on the. You ever have a game you played a ton as a kid and were never good at? Mm-hmm. That was Daytona. It was an arcade port, straight arcade port. I couldn't get past the first level, wow. ever. And I was I would guess I was young, and I, the, the second I fired this up, I did it, and I saw I saw more of the game than I had after like. <laughs> 30 hours of playing uh, when I was a little kid. <laughs> and so so not only did it have, like, it's only 3D games were arcade ports, they were dick hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, like Virtual Cop, you don't, have to put, you don't have to put quarters in it, but you'll have a continue system, and you will not be able to finish this. It's going to be hard as shit and practically impossible. Yeah. But, yeah, my Even fam- with the Menacer? The Menacer didn't work on the Saturn. Uh, my family had a... We had a Saturn, like, launch year. I believe it was my brother... My little brother got it as his birthday present that year in 95 when he turned 10, uh, and which makes him 30 this year. Man. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we had like we had Virtual Cop. That was a big one that was played because I my, loved it. my dad was Reload. such a crack shot with it. Like, mm-hmm. my dad is, at least with like guns that don't have kickback, I, I've never seen him shoot real guns, though he owns some. My mom is the king of PC... Um... House of the Dead. She is no, so my good. mom's great at that too because my mom is a paralegal, so she she is an amazing typist. Uh, oh, typing of the dead. No, yeah. how, regular House of the Dead. Oh. My mother plays fucking uh, pop cap games and House of the Dead exclusively. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Um, but, but Saturn, I love the Saturn. Uh, I made the dump. I, I don't regret it. My mom went out of her way. I'm like, I want a Nintendo 64. My dad hated video game consoles. My mom secretly worked, pulled strings at Sears to reserve me one because they were really difficult to find. Mm. And then Saturn, that Christmas, was like, wasn't doing very well getting its ass kicked already by the PlayStation. The 64 is launching. is like, you get it. Okay, here it is. Saturn for $200. And then you can also get Virtua Cop Daytona USA and Virtua Fighter 2 for free. Please play Saturn. It was Virtua Cop 2 for free. For, uh, Virtua oh, no, wait. No, it was Virtua, Virtua Cop, Cop 1 Ryan. and Virtua Fighter 2 for right. free. So yep. three of their best games for free and cheaper. Sega so was I got that it. desperate. I got it. So I only the first the first uh, the first console I had in that generation was a Saturn. So I'm more of a I consider myself a Saturn guy. I bought my Saturn with a bunch of working designs games off of a customer <laughs> who brought it into GameStop for probably like twenty five or thirty bucks. That was like <laughs> three years ago. Oh yeah, I was at I was at GameStop. I was just lounging in a GameStop waiting for people to come in. I got my Saturn the same way I got my Virtual Boy. Which is to say, I went into Target, oh. and I saw a huge display, like, around the time the system was already in its death throes. Mm-hmm. There's a huge stack of Saturns for 80 bucks, mm-hmm. And I, I bought one of those, and I started just... That, that turned me into a real penny pincher when it came to games, because so many places were getting rid of the games mm-hmm. for as cheap as possible. So, like, you could go and buy, like, oh, here's a bunch of games for, like, 8 bucks a yeah. piece. And some of them were... They were still, at the beginning, a lot of multi-platform titles that were virtually identical oh, yeah. to PlayStation titles. Yeah. They never but looked in, as in, good. 
ultra breakable giant boxes. Holy oh, shit, yeah. were those boxes uh, fragile? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! Well, I heard I, I had an argument with a former coworker about like. They felt the Saturn version of Tomb Raider was better than the PlayStation one. The one, the first one <laughs> I played. I can't. I. I, mean, I can't. That, agree that system with that. was never good at 3D. It wasn't yeah. really meant as a 3D machine. It was. It was like you said. It was meant mainly as a 2D machine. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it and the N64 were polar opposites. Yes. Like Saturn's yeah. really good at 2D. Sucks at 3D. N64 the other way around and then the PlayStation is like a nice happy medium that took we were streaming one of four. we were streaming one of the games I'm sure we're going to talk about in this list it's the best Saturn 3D game period Mario 64 came out and made it look like a piece of garbage. Yes. Like, it, it's like this. Why don't we you just get into the your list? Your biggest then. innovation yeah. doesn't even exist. It doesn't register anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's jump in. I want to I wanna make it clear. I, I sought comments from you guys in putting this list together. Ultimately, uh, I made the final decisions, which will show. make some of you unhappy. I, I'm passionate yes. about it, and, I, and unlike everybody else, maybe I had the luxury of this being my only system. So when we got a big exclusive, like. I had to champion that a little more, or like it was all I had. So like I did play a ton of Saturn. I'm a huge rooter. Well, for me, it turned into I definitely played all a lot of Saturn games, but the Saturn was my brother's system. N64 was my system, and then we like co-owned a PlayStation in the house, and mm-hmm. we were you know we're spoiled kids. Uh, but uh, apparently, so shit. I was always I was always pro N64 in those like, conversations. Yeah, I was a diehard Nintendo fan, and then. Everything else going to PlayStation turned me agnostic, but I also I also want to say I'm going to leave it as with all of our lists. I'm going to leave it to other sites to pick out the ones that are like no, this is the one that will really stand the test of time, and this is the one that everybody else like. These this is a personal list from all of us, and so it's unethical or objective. It's not ethical to express an honestly held opinion. No, no you're right. No, it's certainly not. not. Objective. Only objective opinions in video games. Yes, yes. Can someone think of a hashtag? Please, real quick. Uh, Saturn Gate. Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> Saturn Games. Let's begin. Saturn Gate. Saturn Let's Gate. Shut up. Let's start with... <laughs> Number five. Fight. Ready. Go. And he's already rolling his eyes. No. Guesses? No. Just from this... Here, I'll make it a little clearer. Fight. Ready. Go. Oh, <laughs> All right. Is this is this the Hornet theme? Yes. Yeah. Wow, they even sped it up. This probably to make it fit seconds. thirty second rounds. So this is Fighters Mega Mix, and yeah. Saturn was really like a key system for fighting games. I think some of the best fighting games of the era were on there. Yeah. Uh, if you got like the expansion pack, you could play Arcade Perfect. Yeah, X Men yeah. versus Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes versus mm-hmm. Street Fighter. PlayStation version couldn't handle the character switching, uh-huh, yeah. which was really the key gameplay yeah. mechanic. Well, you needed that RAM expansion, though, if yeah. you wanted The to. RAM expansion, which was the size of a Super Nintendo cartridge. Yes, <laughs> and could also save all your games That's until true. the battery expired and you lost everything. You I was telling Dave about save. that. Like, the, the battery in the back of this, it was too accessible. Oh, God, yeah. It was, well, it was too accessible, and it was like, it was like this huge watch battery yeah. that, like, every time it died, which was every few months, I yeah. had to like go down to Circuit City and buy, buy a, a stack new one of and then, like, I think it was the same battery that the VMU used, because I remember Maybe. buying them at the same time and being like, gotta change my VMUs, gotta change my uh, Saturn. Yeah, I think you should right. VMUs that much. Uh, <laughs> okay, but yeah, Fighters Mega Mix, it was like 
Smash Brothers before Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was like it was taking all of Sega's proprietary fighting games, except I think Last Bronx didn't make it in. Oh my god! But uh, Sonic yeah, the Fighters did. Virtual. It was like a, a, a mashup of Virtual Fighter Two, Fighting Vipers, Virtual Fighter Kids, which mm-hmm. I'd almost forgotten about until Dave yeah. mentioned it. It was the only game with a big head mode. Well, it was all big head mode, yeah, but sure, it actually accounted for the big heads when they had, when they uh-huh. did the physics. And they never explained like, okay, if it's kids, then why is Shun still an old man just yeah. with a tiny body and a big head? It's like that they, one. They've all been cursed by a mummy. Mm-hmm. The, you remember that one uh, Treehouse of Horror where the pet boys uh, become yes. uh, alive yeah. and they start like their heads are too heavy, so they just drag on the ground. It's kind of like what Good. Virtual Fighter Kids was. That... Don't scratch them heads. Well, that seems. <laughs> That that really seems like an AM2 type thing to be so, like, anal about it. Like, no, no, no. The heads count. The heads, <laughs> they're not just empty polygons yeah. that don't have a hitbox. Well, David, David mentioned the, the Saturn. I think Sega thought it was going to go really far. Of Like, the arcades were still a big business yeah. across the world. Not In 95, yeah. And, and that you'll have near-arcade perfect versions of these games. And that David pointed out that Virtual Fighter came to Saturn so shittily yeah. that there was another version of... There's Virtual Fighter Remix. Remix where they fixed it. And they gave it away for free. Two, in addition to kids. And this isn't like the first three years of the yeah. system. And then and you get Fighting Fighters Mega Mix. Yeah, that brings together all these things. And I think it was... Uh-huh. Yeah, Pepsi I, Man? I think it did that and Sonic... Uh, what was it? Sonic Jam? Those are like the oh, first man. time Sega really Sonic was like... Fighters. Well, now, well, I'm thinking of when the first time Sega decided to really profit off its fan base and be like, let's let's have a ton of fan service mentioning all our famous brands and putting them together. Like, it's kind of it, it forward like thinking. Well, forward thinking and desperation in a way. But yeah, they, I think uh, maybe not unlike some other companies these days, they know their hardcore base is all they've got at the moment. And mm-hmm. so they need to exploit, exploit, exploit yeah. if they want to make anything. Are you referring to Laser Time or Nintendo? <laughs> Laser time. Okay. Yeah. So By like, the way, Michael, I, I don't know if you considered it, but there was there is a character in this game who wears a sombrero. Yes, Deku. Yeah. And it was I, like I an found original out about character, him after right? last week's show. But he is he is a bean that dresses in a sombrero oh, with yeah. with a maraca uh-huh. and like a poofy uh, Cuban Pete. But there's also a character <laughs> in this game named Bean, I believe, who's from Sonic the Fighters. Yes. Yeah, yes. the bird. Yeah. The bird. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic and no, no Sonic cast member can you recognize from yeah. Sonic the Fighters? No. Who they chose and why is oh, ridiculous. We didn't even get Sonic the Fighters in America. I we ha- I had yeah. it in my arcade. Yeah, so. I, I never saw it in arcade. Yeah. It's shit. There was also Rent a Hero, uh, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if that ever made it over didn't. here. No. It was supposed to come out for Dreamcast, but didn't. Right, and then uh, of course the Hornet from Daytona USA. <laughs> yes. You could fight as a car, as a stock rally and it, car. It would stand up on its uh, back wheels and <laughs> sort of like wheels. hunch forward and, and yes. punch with its front wheels, and it was bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre. Was the right way to put it. I think of Fighters Mega Mix as a messy game. I I'm not against it. I I do prefer the prefer the purity of Virtual Fighter Two just a little bit more. But yeah. and I know and and I I know that there are lots of people who are like are going to be angry that this made it in and Virtual Fighter Two didn't. Uh, Virtual Fighter Two, to its credit, is an arcade perfect port. Uh, yeah. It was, I think, one of the most beautiful fighting games ever Dude, at the we, time. The, the 360 one looks 
gorgeous yeah. at 60 frames a second. The lighting effects, it looks uh, yeah, crazy. like Fighting Vipers kind of looks like a turd next to it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's enclosed <laughs> arenas. Everyone's wearing these really ugly, like but clothes. The thing is, and I had a lot more fun with Fighting Vipers. Oh than yeah, I did yeah. Virtua it's, Fighter. it's faster. Mm-hmm. Virtua Fighter to me was like it's, it was the Microsoft Flight Simulator of fighting. It's games. super it was technical, super technical, <laughs> and super they, realistic, and everyone spends a lot of time in the air. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never had much fun with it, and, and I, you know, all respect to people who did, but I, I was a much bigger fan of Fighting Vipers, and I thought Fighters Mega Mix brought both of those together mm. fairly well. Uh, it did take some graphical hits. I, I was watching a side by side comparison last night. That's like, well, you notice on virtu- in Virtual Fighter Two, look at the detail in Akira's model; his headband actually moves. In in Fighters Mega it Mix, it's it's he's a little simpler. It's he's, it's more static. His headband doesn't move. You know, it, there's, just, there's just like a, a magnitude or a level of magnitude less detail mm-hmm. in in Fighters Mega Mix, which is probably because they had to cram in all this extra stuff. Yeah, but you can fight as a car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was the Pepsi Man was he in that? Uh, he might have been in the Japanese version. No, that's Fighters Mega Mix. He was in the Japanese version of Fighter. I'm I, I think he was in yeah, Fighting yeah, Vipers. I fighting say. Vipers, yeah. Oh, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I meant, yeah, Fighting Vipers. Yes. And I, I can't believe I, I completely missed the opportunity to do it during our stream. Hmm. But I should have said that Chris is a character in Fighting Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I don't good. get it. I don't get it. Uh, like have it. you guys like ever it. played Pepsi Man? Like no. It's, no. It's, it is really ahead of its time because it is an endless runner. Well, not an endless runner, mm-hmm. but it is it is a, like, full... Mo- like, you just have to auto jump runner. out of the way. It's yeah. an auto-running game. Mario like, Kart. That it's... Uh, it's uh, the, what's the kid... The one the kids play today. Temple Run? With a, Temple Run, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just Temple Run, and it's wow. it's actually pretty good. That's something to add to the list of we should emulate this thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, even though it wasn't able to emulate uh, Virtua Fighters 2, 2's graphics quite as mm-hmm. well, it did get the sound right. <laughs> now, there's Akira. <laughs> you, can, you can tell if you're Let a fan. Let me hear Tetsuo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Only there were a character named Tetsuo. Mm-hmm. And somebody yelled his name. Number four. Behold the vast land of Legendra. <laughs> this bountiful land was molded from ashen waste and given the breath of life by the six goddesses. We talked about this just a couple weeks ago. Well, this, would... this is Dragon Force. Why did we talk about it? We talked <laughs> about it when Heidi Kemp's was on. Mm. In the, the context of this is a game that has a separate campaign from the point of view of its villain. Ah. That sounds like a Heidi Kemp's conversation. Kind of, yeah. But Dragon Force, it was it was a toss-up between this and Shining Force 3. Shining Force 3 was really good, but we, as you point out, Henry, we only got a third of it. We got a third of it. Explain. Because, uh, Shining Force 3 was a triple release game, probably meant to soak as much money out of yes. uh, Sega fans as they could. Uh, they fully localized the third game, I believe, in 1997, at the end of 1997. And then you get to 1998, and that's when Sega's like, nah. Fuck it, nothing. Yeah, no more nothing. Saturn stuff ever. We got a clear, or maybe it was in 98, but like mid-98, they just like, nah, Saturn's dead. We just oh, shot it in the head. I think the We got to ve- clear the deck for Dreamcast. I think the very last Saturn game ever produced was like NHL 97 from yeah. yeah. It's always the That's, case. Uh, yeah. it, well, nowadays it's FIFA. Mm. Or Madden. Yeah. Mad. Well, That's the, the Madden dying was... gasp is always a sports game. I think FIFA 14 came out for PS2. So that's, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so Shining Force, what we got in America was just the first third of the game. You you get no resolution, and yeah. 
Yeah. So and, I mean, and, it, was, and, it was very pretty. Had like that weird sort of like Donkey Kong Country. We're going to use 3D renders as sprites. Also, unlike as as hard to find as Dragon Force might have been, this it, Shining Force Three was even harder to find. Yeah, so, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, that came person. out as as a I think there were a trio like the last three official Sega games. I got one of them. Saturn, the, the Shining Force Three, uh, Burning off. Rangers, sorry, <laughs> and another one that will come up later. But yay! If for my money though, Dragon Force is a much more enjoyable game. Yeah. it kind of has more of a feeling of. You are building an empire. You have like these <clears throat> massive battles with like, oh, yeah. hundreds of two D sprites all running around, and, and they get up kind of close shout to them. orders at them. Yeah. yeah, and I, I just, I had a lot of fun with this game. Like, uh, how many? Like, there were like twelve separate campaigns that you could play through as as different characters. You could pick a different one from the beginning. Of course, they all ended up the same way with this uh, lovely working designs acted ending, which I'm going to spoil parts of for you. Uh, big spoiler, they longer. win. It's true. They were chosen by Ostia. Now she delivers them from fire itself. Yeah, and they get an ending Woo. with the goddess Ostia where she... You, this, this exchange is fucking pure gold. Sacred heroes of the Dragon Force, <laughs> thanks to your heroic efforts, Madrick's evil hand will never again threaten this beautiful land. You mean Legendra is finally free? Free from the conflict and despair of the evil that bound us? Spirits, I wish nothing more than for that noble dream to become a beautiful reality someday. But no, because we have to make a sequel that'll never come to the States. God. Yeah, so I'm also just getting upset seeing... I forgot this was one of the many Sega Ages games that never left Japan. Like uh, it got a, it got a Sega. Sega Ages was a mm-hmm. PS2 collective of of Sega re-releases. Like the ones they did of Fantasy Star made the like they put a lot of effort in the Fantasy Star remake and in and in Knights too. They just didn't even bring it to America. Like man, who cares? We're not into that. That's not what Sega is about in the PS2 era. Yeah. We're about failing and oh, failing yeah. and failing. <laughs> failing so hard. And failing more. But somebody never EA. played Sega Soccer Slam. <laughs> I played. I, play, I bet I played that more than you did, bro. You win. Oh. You win. <laughs> that was pretty great. It was a GameCube exclusive, so I played At a whole first, lot. It eventually moved to other systems. All right, look. <laughs> so is so is Resident Evil Four. Technically, it was built as a GameCube All right, exclusive. I see you, Dick. Put it away. <laughs> no things. So. What I would say about Dragon Force is that it was a working designs game, and oh, in the era of Sega Saturn, it's when I fell in love with working designs yeah. as a developer. Like I, yeah. it's also when I learned to love the most hardcore. Like I became a hipster about RPGs, like saying like. Yeah, working designs, they only publish like eight of them, and it takes them forever to make a game, and it gets delayed over and over again. But that's because it's just so good. And when you <laughs> but look they back. They published novels in an instruction book before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you look back, and like, there's so many like hacky jokes, bad acting, and like, just like, <laughs> actually bet, like, what I would call, if somebody else did it, I'd just call it a localization sin. Mm-hmm. But because it was. Working designs, I'm like, well, sure, that joke has nothing to do what was within the original text, but I liked what they did with the Bill Clinton jokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but we played a working designs mm-hmm. game on the stream that, like, I thought it was like, this is this is charming, unlike every other... The like, GH one? GH, yeah. It's beautiful. It but is. Victor Victor Ireland was way ahead of the curve yeah. on that stuff, of getting Japanese games. Like, now he's... Yeah. 
I don't know if you guys know what happened to the working designs crew. That uh, I heard about them a long time ago. They've sort of reformed. Whoa. At least Victor Ireland is running a new company called Monkey's Paw, oh, yeah. which they publish things nobody buys except on for PSN. me on PSN, yeah. including what working designs games they can get. They did a Lundra and a couple others. The Lundra is the first one that comes to mind of well, their old working. One design of these games. days, I'm I think they did one of the Tumba games. Yeah. yeah. One of these days, I'm going to have to get Chris Hoffman on here. Because, uh, oh yeah, he worked. There. He worked at Working Designs. Like, he did? wow. Yeah, I, I think toward the end, but I, I, the only thing I remember him talking to me about was like showing up and like getting handed like a 500 page script that he had to go through and carefully edit. And, uh, <laughs> it didn't sound a... like it was very much fun, but I'm sure he'd have some interesting. Well, stories. nobody check. I would bet a lot. Of, not a lot of people. Uh, checking your work there, so you can sneak in a joke about yeah. Bill Clinton or uh-huh. whatever, or the Illuminati, or in that, well, steel beams yeah. melting, or the word congratulations. <laughs> well, that's what like did. it was also working designs was when I got more inside into game. I was like always checking working designs website yeah. with for wow. any update that they'd wow. ever like they'd update once every six months. But I kept thinking like. Seriously, what about Magic Knight Rare? Where yeah. is that? Actually, yeah, I stand corrected. The last game to come out for Saturn was not NHL 97. It was Magic Knight Rare, and it was like over a year after Saturn was completely it gone. It was like 5,000 copies or something. It's yeah. such a small print run. And I, I, I still kick myself to this day. It was like I saw it at a software, etc., and I was <laughs> like, eh, I don't really want to spend $50 on this. Yeah, this is more etc. than software. Yeah, and now it's probably worth a shit ton of money. And also, like, Working Designs, their best Saturn games in America came out on the PlayStation. Like, because mm-hmm. yep. Lunar and Lunar Except 2... Except for Dragon Force. Lunar and Lunar 2 mm-hmm. and Grandia all were Saturn games, but they got ported to the PlayStation in America. Mm-hmm. Like, but Dragon Force was one of the few that did not. Mm. It was safe. Such a shame. But I think also Working Designs like published it because Sega just like didn't like. Yeah. Sega was the publisher in Japan of, of yeah. Dragon Force, mm-hmm. but it it seemed like Sega of America wasn't into weird Japanese things. Like they didn't want that. Well, Dragon Force went on to even greater fame in gaming by making the hardest song in Guitar Hero. That's true. Dude. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, which I learned and this becoming weekend. Becoming a, a Norwegian metal band. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. Fantasy metal. What a weird jump from Japanese video game to... It's insane, Dave. Norwegian band of actual people. I heard their lead singers quit this weekend. I really? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm going to keep going, though. As long as they got that guitarist. <laughs> but look, I'm into Dragon. I was into Dragon Force at the time just because I loved any. It was when I was starting to discover my love of tactics games and... Back then, like Dragon Force and Ogre Battle 64 and FF Tactics were kind of your only option. <laughs> like, you had yeah. no other tactics games. Uh, like, what about were... Vandal Hearts? Pff, F that game, man. What's <gasps> your mouth, Hank? Yeah. Be- just because Hearts. I know somebody's going to complain, Dragon Force is an English band, not a Norwegian band. So sorry. <laughs> they, but they perform Norwegian fantasy metal. Yes. Yeah. yes. The kind you burn Christian churches and listen to. <laughs> Well done, Ian. I'm sorry, we interrupted him. No, no, I no, you you did not. I was done. Okay, all right. Yep, let's move on to number three. Love it. I know you know what this is. This is a really big deal for me. Yep, Uh, Henry. I know you don't like it. Oh, is is this nights? Fucking music is great. I think Chris was visibly weeping during the stream. I loved it, man. I sang along. He sang along with the credits. I beat it. Yeah. All right. Look. Well, I you... know every. I know every lyric to the, uh, the Knights Knights theme as I'm well. I'm not saying I do. 
I know in the night dreams delight. I found someone who really cares. Is that is that readily available like Japanese karaoke like uh Ooh, we, oh, we got to look later. that up. Yeah. This song is gross. This game stars kids and some kind of sexless Adrian Agnew. What is that children falling in love? It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> No, you have to sing love. it the slow boys to men style. Right? Oh yeah, it's really creepy. Wait, but so did boys to men really do this? No, no, oh, it was it was a no. No, it was they not did. Boys to men. It was not boys to men. It was boys. I to looked men. into this. I wrote a whole article on the Christmas night song, and it was it was a guy, a bunch of guys who like worked for Universal Studios. They were not. <laughs> it was not boys to men. It was they wanted to sound like boys to men. But it was not boys to men. But like, look, okay, maybe like I both love and hate nights. I loved. Okay. I played. Played a good deal of nights, but the problem in my head was, and this was 1996, was when I first entered the console war. It was the first time I really, like, I guess in Genesis Super NES, I wasn't old enough to really take sides on it. But I remember 1996 summer buying the E3 issues of, like, every magazine I could get mm-hmm. to get everybody's views on Crash, Mario sixty four, yep. mm-hmm. and Knights, and that was the rule, and that was the war. And I've since been told, like, it is an unfair thing to say, "Oh, Knights is the Super Mario sixty four killer." That's never what it was made to be, no. and that's not fair to it. Mm-hmm. But when you when you went and saw the thing in Toys R Us sitting next to Super Mario sixty four, like that was its flagship game when the N sixty four hit. Yeah, and like be- between those two, it's like, okay, well, this one. Looks like total shit, and this other one looks amazing. Which one it looks, looks like, like total and shit. Super Mario Next looks like shit next no, to Super Mario no, sixty four. It, it totally yeah. does, dude. Visually, it's still incredibly imaginative. And we colorful. were playing in HD. Yeah, visually for this, like dude, this if you is... if you go and play uh, play the HD version, yes. but turn on the original Saturn. No, graphics. I know, I know yeah. you can do that. It it looks like you know it's it's one of the best looking Saturn games. But by any measure, that still makes it look like garbage. Yeah. Oh, no. So, and Nintendo 64 had a nice whatever shader technology they had to make <laughs> things look better than Chris, they we were. Chris, we were playing levels where we literally could see the borders. Where yeah, the, it had that was my least favorite level. It had, whenever, whenever you got hit and were walking around as a kid, it had a draw distance of about 20 feet. Yeah. Well, we, no, that well, was like... MLG I, players don't allow that to happen. I feel like they only put that in there just to say, we have a 3D world, too. We do. Yeah. And, like, that's yeah. the worst part they, of the game. Like, well, I, I, don't, I don't remember the timeline because there's a... The worst part of that game when you're not knights and you're killed and you have to walk back to yeah. the rotunda mm-hmm. as a kid. It's like and missing the bus and like having yeah, to walk and to they, But it has a triple... Especially because you hear this. Ugh. Yes. That fucking alarm clock. The of the, the joust skeleton dragon coming after you. Yeah. Uh, but you, it's it, the inevitability of death. It was one of the big hallmarks mm-hmm. at the time for Mario 64. You have a triple jump in knights. For no reason. There's nothing to jump on. You there's have nothing to, be able, to jump away from. Sometimes you have to be able to jump up to those... Nope. Uh, never. No, really? there's, there's never anything... You can anything, walk up any hill. There's, yeah, there's yeah. never anything you need to jump up, but it has a triple jump that's there, kind there of There is a roller coaster track that's hard to get to well, if you don't jump. So, in one no, of the you, you, well, no, no. You have to be knights and you'll automatically go to the roller coaster yeah, track. Yeah, but if you're the kid... Then no, you can never do anything as a kid. Unless, mm. I did have to jump. I did jump into level. one of those. What did you call them? The what? little like the things where you deposited the orbs. The rotunda. Yeah, the rotundas. Yeah. Some, some like there's once or twice I jumped into the rotunda as a kid. It's. I think Knights is glorious. Uh, yeah. And, but I, but what did I? I preface that earlier. I only had a Saturn. This is our biggest exclusive. Yeah. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a Sonic game at some point, and this was like 
well, we don't have a Sonic game, but we have Sonic Team making something completely different, and we had to develop a controller specifically to use this game. Yeah. And well, Knights is the type of game that could never happen today. No. Nobody would let you do, maybe Nintendo, but like, because I feel like it comes from the same world as Splatoon, like, because it's just this big name developer within mm. their company who has a lot of pull. Why don't you try said, playing with genres? I'm going to make a weird, I'm going to make this weird thing that has no previous mm-hmm. series. F doing Sonic, I know it sold millions worldwide, but forget it. Yeah. We're going to make a new Sonic, but this time it won't have any toot. It'll be fun, and they'll look like a jester, and they'll look weird. It was, it, there's and so we'll much. Build a whole new controller for it. They've got to sell <laughs> mm-hmm. with the system. There's so the much game. mystery to that game, whereas, like, compared to Mario 64 and Crash Bandicoot, which mm-hmm. people were doing at the time, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what crates do in Crash Bandicoot, yeah. you know what coins do and the stars do in Super Mario 64. Mangoes, please. Oh. We were, you were flying through levels and, and you were like, oh, see this little ball on the ground? Yeah. Nobody, you didn't, I didn't know what to do with this, but then you drive, you fly at it at this angle it, and touch it and then it, it's a little it, creature. It, it, it what behave- does that creature do? No idea. <laughs> Gives you an achievement. Uh, we don't know, but it, it behaves very much, like I said before, like an arcade game. Yeah, that's there, also what I love. There are seven levels, it. and you cannot reach the last one unless yeah. you've achieved a score of a C mm-hmm. on it's every a, one of those levels. It's a score attack game. Yeah, and it never tells you that, ever, ever. No. It never tells you how to beat the there's, score. There's no linear progression. There's no clear way to progress, except that, like, oh, sometimes when I fly into these things, they explode. I guess it's tied well, to the from number a marketing... of orbs I collect. From a marketing standpoint, I can see why they wouldn't want to say that because next to Crash, but really next to Mario 64, you don't want to say your game is so limited. Like, yeah. did you Mario 64 at the time yeah. look like this is a giant world? Like, mm-hmm. you've given you've you've made the biggest, like, largest, most epic game of all time, and then next to it is basically a flight arcade. You game. have, but I'll still I'll still say this about Mario 64, one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm ready. I'm ready to put myself out there and say this: It is the ugliest, best game of all time. Yeah, it, it has is ugly so as shit. And like, it, was, it was like the first 3D totally. adventure next to the original. It's completely Tomb understandable. Even if, if you just want to regard it as a tech demo, it's a great tech demo. Uh, Knights is is beautiful. There is there's a lot of wonderful design elements in it. To me, it is like a beautiful man or woman. <laughs> grabbing the head of my erectic and just uh-huh. rubbing their thumb around the head. Like there's no real sexual. There's no release ever, uh-huh. yeah. but it's just this pleasant feeling where I get to say, ah, maybe <laughs> fart a little bit and they don't mind. Gross. It's what? It's, it's, I'm trying to review okay. a game, people. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no, that's a total box coat right there. Night, <laughs> Nights is actually the cornerstone of my first and probably worst experience as a game critic. Mm. Uh, this is stuff I'm ashamed that I did. And I, d- I can't even remember if it ever went online, but this guy I knew on like some muck, anime muck. Uh, uh, what is a muck? We don't, uh, we don't call them that anymore. No, <laughs> multi-user creation oh. kits. It's like a mud. It's it's mm-hmm. a, a chat room thing with multiple rooms, and you go around talking to people, whatever. Uh, but this Nerd. guy, this guy, yeah, exactly. This guy I'd met a couple times was like, "Hey, I'm starting this website, uh, and I want to hire you to review uh, anime and Star Trek related games. Uh, you think you could have a first batch of reviews sent to me in two weeks?" And like, okay. And then I realized, like, uh, I, the new systems are out. I don't have anything but a Super Nintendo. I'm not getting anything new until Christmas. What do I do? So, and and there's no Star Trek or anime games out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll. Like, well, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 just came out for Super Nintendo. I'll, I'll 
rent that, and uh, I'll go play the demos of uh, Super Mario 64 and Knights at Toys R Us and write reviews based on those. And freshman in college, uh, Mm. in my defense, old enough to know better, but not old enough to be... Ethics class! Yeah, not old enough to be a professional. You probably Mm. skipped out on a kegger to go play nights at a... I was a fucking (laughs) nerd. There were no keggers for me. (laughs) (laughs) There were no keggers for Michael then. No. (laughs) Or any here, really. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I... I'm sorry I did that, creators of Knights, and that I trashed your game based on a five-minute demo. And after that, Michael got a job reviewing games for Maxim. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we should all where it's yeah, that's that, got to be the easiest job, the yeah. easiest job, and they probably paid like twice what uh, IGN will. Pay. What are your favorite Maxim? video games, Wilder Valderrama? Yeah, here sometimes they'll just review games based on their trailers using yeah. only the faces of babies. <laughs> well, yeah, I like I, I remember two things about Maxim's game reviews. Mm-hmm. One, they, they reviewed Jaws Unleashed when it was based based apparently on the E3 demo, mm-hmm. uh, and gave it five stars like a year before it actually came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, I saw a guy. I, I witnessed once a guy um, who works for them. I won't say his name or worked for them. It was John uh, Maxim. It was no, it was a it was a freelancer who's been in this industry no. for a long time. Ooh. But he was getting into an argument with a uh, Sony representative because he wanted to write a review of the demo that they were showing at an event, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, you can't review it based on this." It's like, but we that's what we do. We just write short reviews and blah blah blah. It's like. Just, just kind of entertaining. I don't need this shit. We have to go to print in four months. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but look, I I don't want to sound too mean on nights. I think I just no. I've been harsh on nights just because, like, I instill my mind. It's the it's it versus Super Mario sixty four. People ask occasionally, "Do you regret any review scores?" And I Mm -hmm. say the same thing every time. I don't give a shit. (laughs) But you don't recall what most were. But yeah, I don't. Except for nights, Mm -hmm. because. We were relating that on the stream. No, Journey into Dreams. Uh, When uh, the Wii released, and then like, oh, the euphoria that overcame everyone. This is great. This is the greatest system ever. That died down very quickly. I'm like, holy shit, this multi-control thing is a total gimmick. Everything coming out on is garbage. Report from last generation. And Sega was one of the first Japanese companies to make a concerted effort to make Wii games, but for motion controls. And they just, boom, nights. The first sequel Mm -hmm. in over ten years. Yeah, We were like... For people like me, there's a website that I think they helped with uh, the game. It was like Bring Back Nights. It was a very popular website for years. I'm sure it's gone now because this game ruined it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it came back and like, and it had many of the elements that make a good Nights game and more. And the stuff that was in more was fucking terrible. But it was like I gave it an 8, if I'm not mistaken. It came out on Christmas Day, which I didn't Jeez. know at that point. That's a terrible That's release That's the worst day. day to put mm-hmm. out a game. That's it's a like terrible release putting day. out news on Friday. It's, it's garbage like your day. whole audience is alcoholic stepdads. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, shit. I forgot I had a kid. Fucking game went long. At least like January fifth. Like, it was like, it was like, it was like December 24th. Cards. It was crazy. Like, like yeah. why is this game coming out now? Sega is uh, not a smart company, but I've I've always wanted to play it again. Is I'm sure it's like a, a five or a six. Uh, yeah, but I was so so genuinely happy as a person that I was getting a new yeah. Knights game. That it was it was that okay to me. And when I think back, like none of that shit was okay. None of that shit was an eight. None <laughs> of the motion control stuff worked. This last decade has really just been. We saw so many. So many games that were, this was the sequel everybody wanted, and we finally got it, and 
Oh, it, man. it was never what you wanted. Maybe like, I don't. Like, maybe I shouldn't put so much faith in games. Every <laughs> I'm just so saying. Ev- do. Every long-awaited sequel, like, did any of them really pay off? Were they any of them what you wanted? Half Life Three. We're recording this in advance. Mm, yes. <laughs> but like Mega Man Nine, <gasps> Sonic, whatever. Every time they tried to bring back Sonic, like, um, I do think once you pass 1996, there's an era that you can't really go back to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, well, the 32-bit generation well, is out. hard to return to. There might yeah, be a new Punch, punch out, out this week. The new Punch Out was great in every oh, yeah. way that a Punch Out. 2008 Punch Out was great. Mario continues to reward. Zelda is lovely. Everything yes. that's not Nintendo. You're right. Yes, never, <laughs> never. I don't want to say never. I'll say never. Okay. But Michael and I played the Narc game, which we both had ah, a lot yes. of hopes riding on. Uh, when it came out, yes, <laughs> yes, we did. I did certainly. It's a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Unlike this next game. Number two. That wasn't number one. Henry knows what this is. Guardian Heroes. Yeah. Oh yeah! Uh, this game still holds up beautifully. Hell yeah! Yeah, we played it today, and it was, it was it was gorgeous. That I mean, three city port is great. Dave yeah. fucked yeah. with the 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 graphical settings a little bit to make them HD. I'm like, why does this look so weird? Yeah, it almost. I think it almost kind of looks better. Too smooth. In, yeah, man, it's yeah. too smooth. It's a little too smooth. It, I think it was slower too. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I, yeah, I played it earlier on the Saturn mode, and mm-hmm. it was like it was super fast. And I was also playing alone, so that might have been the. All right, so thing. Guardian Heroes it's is by Treasure, by Treasure, which is a developer that really lives up to its name. Well, it, they it did, did up, up until, until Stretch Panic. I would, okay. I'd say, yeah, up until 2005. All of their 2D there, stuff was beautiful. Yeah. Gunstar Heroes, yeah. this Astro Boy Omega Factor. Also, yeah. also, sorry, they made two games that have like the most confusable names: Guardian Heroes, Gunstar Heroes. Well, yep. I believe because this is a spiritual sequel to Gunstar Heroes, because they said they would never make sequels. They went back on that, but they said yeah. they never would, and so they just made another GH game, and it's a pun in the way Japanese puns work, I guess, uh, but. Uh, instead of playing like Gunstar Heroes, which was a Contra game, really, Guardian Heroes is Streets of Rage, but yeah. much deeper and with RPG elements. Well, well, the RPG elements, when yeah. that was like a cool thing to say, was in a game. Yeah. Not but it, played out. RPG elements beyond just building up your character, which was a cool touch, but you could actually direct the... The, the, the plot of the game yeah. like yeah. depending on your answers to questions or like you know oh we should go here next we should go here next like the game could take completely different mm-hmm. could form a completely mm-hmm. different storyline like I was I was playing the 360 port last night and just like for whatever reason I, I don't remember this being there the last time I played I think the last time I played I just got like a short adventure in the bad ending yeah, yeah. and then this time like Somehow I'm fighting my way through hell and I'm like killing angels on the way to kill God. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is going on? You'll fight angels to kill God. You'll you'll fight angels. You'll fight demons. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll clear out hell. You'll clear out heaven. You'll save the princess. You'll uh, fight the guy, a guy who's basically Kefka. That it turns out he was the power behind it all. Ooh. Like you'll sometimes you'll get to control the Golden Warrior. Sometimes the Golden contr- uh, Warrior will turn on you at the end. Wow! Like there I, are. I love the Golden Warrior. It shows up like like in the the third the, or fourth area in the game. Well, he's a first chapter character. Yeah. The, he's he, yeah. you get him. At, he joins your team at the end of the first split, and it sounds like this. I 
that's pretty much all he says. <laughs> yeah, um, I, God, I loved him. I loved yeah. the, the whole game. All the characters. Like my main was the uh, the blonde hero type, just because. Much like in, uh, I always went with the usually the leader of the team who had a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the, char- yeah. the character's main, the, I was the button sword. masher that you don't have to think too hard about. Yeah, exactly. And I liked uh, in one of the steps, he gets to actually hold, he gets to take back the sword from the Golden Warrior, and he gets to mm. use that sword instead of his plain sword. Ah. Uh, but also like. The, the healing now, the girl. The Golden Warrior also really weird. It's a giant skeleton in golden yes. armor that yeah. follows you around and helps you. And it you scared me a lot, like, I remember, <laughs> in the beginning. That's also a great gameplay element, too. Of like, you get to direct him with, with with secondary things. Like, you can tell him to stay back, to go forward. To like, he's an AI that's supporting mm-hmm. you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there's also, like, there's the magic kid with his bunny. Uh, the magic Arab kid, yeah. uh, the the blonde, uh, the pink haired girl who yeah. heals She's people, a cleric, yeah. yeah, and then the other, then the uh, the ranger, I guess you'd call he's, her. He's like uh, a ninja. Yeah, yeah, he's a ninja. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But I also like the the, the girl in the red armor, the knight the, yeah. with the green hair. She was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. And the game was also pretty much Smash Brothers because you yeah. could have a six player battle royal in the game with unlocked characters. Yeah. What happened, so how many could you have playing concurrently in sing, in like the campaign? Four, I think. Four, Four. yeah. Okay. But even then, you still had to get the multi tap or whatever they called it. Yeah, on that. I could never do that. I didn't have. Yeah. But me and my little brother, like it was. It might be the game we played two player the most, like ever, like mm-hmm. as Guardian Heroes. I know when I when buying I was, it on Steam as soon as we stopped recording. Uh, okay, it's on the, Steam. Yeah, that's what oh, I heard. I think in my my sophomore and or junior years, like my roommates were absolutely obsessed with Guardian Heroes and like that's all that they were ever doing like I walked into the living rooms like everybody's sitting around playing Guardian Heroes <laughs> again uh, oh Michael's in from town gonna play some Guardian Heroes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well and it was definitely maybe take a stroll out the buckwheat afterwards well it was definitely another of those gateway games for me gateway drugs for me because I found out oh I really like this game who are treasure who are working designs and that sent me to a very amoebic version of the internet that told me about all these games I'd never get to play because these yeah. are in J- these are in Japan and you won't get them. But I'll, but you could buy this hundred dollar import copy and then also this RAM cartridge that lets you play Japanese games and you just won't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, damn it! Somebody acceptable. said it was on Steam and I got really excited because I, I want. I bet it's coming soon to Steam. Before you, oh no, you're thinking of Grandia. Grandia is coming. No, no, soon. no. It was you were saying that while we were streaming. Okay. It, that that like all these games because for whatever reason the like a year or two two years ago they they released all these weird mm-hmm. Saturn games on the like. Sega's just discovering they can make money on Steam. But that's the thing. Yes, they 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 put so much work. Daytona USA not on this list. I understand that. Still really fun, worth five bucks completely. Yeah. Uh, uh, what were the other ones? We had a, a Raid of Silver fishing. Gun. Like, yeah. but, but a bunch of Dreamcast. And, uh, it's but, too bad it's ten dollars on. Xbox but it's like Arcade. it's only been revitalized for as Xbox. opposed to one hundred and fifty dollars in real life. Well, yeah. but as opposed to like being on a system that people will actually be playing in one year. Like mm-hmm. it's only on three hundred and sixty and PSN. And people are like, "This is on Steam." I'm like, "If this is on Steam, everybody go buy all this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Celebrate the Saturn that way." But they'll also Sega's had to delist games too from three. Like, it should not be. You can't. You can't get um, Outrun 2006 anymore or Afterburner whatever. Climax. Climax as mm-hmm. it. Which sad. were both real good games. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Guardian Heroes. You need to get that ASAP. Like I enjoyed it so much that I also I, uh, bought. This was when. 
I'm so wasteful with money. Uh, yes. This was when I, for some reason, got really into Avatar clothes. And so I bought <laughs> I bought a Saturn shirt for my Avatar, like a black Sega Saturn shirt wow. that was released alongside Guardian Heroes. So I tried... Sorry, I tried to change something on my avatar the other day and I crashed my system. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I just thought Guardian Heroes would never get uh, HD release. I never thought that would happen. And Me I, either. I think it's still great. I also, though, think I think uh, kids today <laughs> might not enjoy it as much just because, like, um, oh, that uh, Castle Crashers yes. is oh, 100% yeah. Guardian yes. Heroes. Yes. Like, yes. They yes. just took everything mm-hmm. and then improved upon it in uh-huh. most cases. And so... Guardian Heroes can't not feel antiquated I, I, next to Castle well, Crash. I would say Guardian Heroes feels really weird if you haven't played yeah. it in a while. No, just the jumping into multiple planes yeah, is hard like, to get it, used you to. Don't, it's not free-moving up and down yeah. like in, in uh, Castle Crashers. It's You you have three planes three on which you can be. Yeah. And you have to hit a button and it always goes one way. You can't just go back and forth. Yep. Yeah, in the, in the new so you, version. You, no, not in the new version. You just still you, you just hit A and like, okay, now I'm jumping in the background. Now I'm jumping in the foreground. No, you, now the middle ground. The left bump and the left trigger can go forward or go backwards. I don't know. I tried yeah. it out. It's in the stream below this yeah. article. Okay. All right. You played it more recently than me. But it, uh, I just... Nobody, nobody, nobody is putting more work into modernizing their games, I realize, than Sega. And nobody, they, nobody, nobody gives less of a shit than gamers. Right I now. think Sega burned everybody. Like kind people of. like this wasn't Kemp's talking about uh, Space Harrier remakes. Like nobody, no, their three D their three D remakes are awesome. Nobody are gives doing, a shit. Yeah, uh, that's kind of. I'm seeing this uh, with TNA wrestling right now too. <laughs> if I may bring up wrestling on a non wrestling podcast, they just. You know, you can start doing your best work, but when yeah. you've burned people long enough, oh, like yeah. you've you've kind of have to spend probably like five years repairing your band before people will really pay attention again. And Hiring so, Billy Corgan will only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's literally what they did. And yeah. so, meanwhile, yeah, and so it's the same deal with like all those 3D remakes are great, but. People aren't buying as much stuff on the 3DS mm-hmm. as they used to. If they are, well, it's mostly they're, they're priced ridiculously. Always. But they put so I much know. work into them. I like know. I would say they are worth ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. I know, but, but it's, it's sort of like it. It reminds me of asking me as a film fan to buy every Criterion DVD I see, having yeah. only read about the film. And but here's the work we we the remaster is amazing. There's an essay in here by Martin yeah. Scorsese. Do you want to watch this obscure Truffaut film? I'm sure Probably like Sega not. has way other pressing matters, but this week, no, they really this, don't. The 20th anniversary of the Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Could they yeah. not have put some of these games on sale? Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Just one of them. Well, here's the one I really want them to, to remaster. Oh, oh God. I'm upset. <laughs> You're upset. Legitimately upset. You <laughs> never play this game again. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to get this when it came out. Me too. I got I got this Shining Force three and Burning Rangers coming up on the fucking tenth anniversary. I sold it as a broke college oh. student. Um, Oof. I don't, I, mean, I don't oh, know so where sorry. my fucking Saturn is anymore. I and mean, I'm sure it's it's not only hard to emulate. It's one of those situations where Sega just came out like we lost the code. It's oh gone. It's fucking gone. It's a gone game. The print run of 20,000 copies yeah. in the U.S. And, and I, I, I got one game. just because I walked into a game store like twice a week and like, oh, there it is. Mm. Cool. I'll buy it. And I bought it. And then like the next week, you have what? You have what? You found one in this state? Mm-hmm. How did you find one? This is a... 
Panzer Dragon Saga. Sega. Sega. Panzer Dragoon Saga. Oh man, I I loved this series. I loved this game. Uh, to me, like if you if you like shooters, Panzer Dragoon Two Zwei is still you know probably more attractive. But th- this just kind of brought everything in that series together. It's the insane. mythology uh, and. It just one bizarre package filled totally with bizarre. bulbous monsters, like totally unique RPG battle system. It, it, it reminds me of like if someone came out with a badass like Gradius game, mm. and then decides like, all right, well you're going to get out of your ship and walk around and talk to people and collect yeah. items, and there's going to be a really fun RPG in addition to this. Uh-huh. But this is already a fun shooter. Now it's more. Yeah, enjoy uh, it. Now instead of shooting, you get turn-based battles. But trust me, they're awesome. Yeah, they're amazing, and you still get some straight-up like shooter stuff. Yeah, um, it, I don't remember in certain any segments. Of it, but yeah, and but like at the time, unbelievably beautiful. Like I don't. We would compare our PlayStations and our Saturns, and Panzer Dragoon was the only one. Like these are. This is beautiful. All we have to go on is that there's a Toy Story movie. Uh, here are your reasons why you can create a, a movie inside a computer. Panzer Dragoon was the best example of that. Hmm. Period. Uh, it was so beautiful, and yeah. this, this it, it, it advanced the RPG in really weird ways that I don't. Act, I can't actually. I, I've written about it so many times that I can't recall in my head. But I remember like the idea of like talking to an NPC more than once, and they'll say different and more vital things every time. You'll learn more about stupid fucking NPCs. No game was doing that at the time. Mm-hmm. It felt like a complete world. Yeah. And, like, I remember the, the upgrade path for the dragon. Jesus. Like, it, it was sort of like tugging on Mario's face in, in Mario 64 <laughs> at the beginning where you're like, oh, I, I do this attribute and it, like, makes the dragon's horn bigger or mm-hmm. its helmet a different size or mm-hmm. its face changes shape. You know, weird stuff like that. And it, then the, uh, the combat, instead of letting you paint a bunch of targets and let loose a volley of missiles... Uh, still kind of satisfying. You just sort of lock onto an enemy and shoot a bunch of bullets, and it sounds like this. But uh, not many sounds to record. This. It's it's kind of, it, but that is the same as, as Pangaea Dragoon. It just wasn't on rails, and you weren't moving when you did it. And you could you could even move the camera around and move your dragon away from things. Mm-hmm. I thought it was better. It it's weird just because it's Pangaea Dragoon. If you're really studying this kind of shit, and I guess we all kind of were, it's that evolutional cycle that met a dead end. It's completely <laughs> admirable. It evolved. It all evolved into this, and the world didn't give a shit. Well, so I we, only, care, we cared well, about the, the evolution. The I've only direction. ever played, uh, I think, probably the first Panzer Dragoon when I got uh, the Saturn five years after the system came out, and I'm like, this is kind of like open world-ish, or open stage. On rails Where fun. do I go? I don't know. I'm bored with this. I'm done. Eject. Well, it never tells you, once you start using your lock-ons in an yeah. appropriate way, that those games are did fucking Did you guys, uh, did any of you guys watch the Panzer Dragoon OVA? Released uh, by A Division? Never. It was hideous. Oh, it's really? really bad. Like, 30 minutes long with some of the worst CGI ever, mm. and that just retells in terribly cheap animation the the plot of the first Panzer Dragoon. I, I, Look it up on YouTube, guys. I believe I have more affection for the Saturn one than the Xbox original. Well, so let me tell you about Crimson Dragon. The well, all right, fucking hey, shut terrible. up. Let me tell you it's about terrible. The life of Yukio Fut- uh, Futasugi, mm-hmm. the director of the Panzer Dragoon games. Mm-hmm. So he left Sega mid-2000s for Microsoft. And he would go on to say, like, 
he was sick of it. Like he said, he left in 2007. He was like, he was sick of it. He just couldn't take Microsoft anymore, which tells you something about a guy who like worked that long at Sega. Yeah. After just wow, a few really? years at Microsoft, was like, I'm sick of this shit. Who, who knows what Microsoft Japan is like? I don't no know. No idea. Uh, but so then he formed a group called Grounding Inc. And went. And in the next game he directed would be Crimson Dragon, seemingly the game uh, people would want him marketed to marketed as the spiritual successor. Well, and it totally is, but it was originally then a came in Connect yep. because that yeah. was the problem. It was that was I think TGS 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm. No, it was 2010 because I was at 2011. They have Microsoft. I think it was the last time Microsoft had a real press conference that was like, "Hey, Japan, no, for real, you should get a 360." Why? Because we got the Panzer Dragoon guys, we got Fire Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and we got, I believe it was uh, the, uh, some, oh, it was House of the Dead, but it, uh, no, it was um, the, the House of the Dead uh, oh, Connect game. What was that they called? They had a Connect only press conference, which was uh, Crimson Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, Codename D, which became uh, Diabolical yeah. Pitch. Right. Uh, uh, Steel Battalion Heavy Armor. Oof. Which, come on. Battle Lion, Dave, the highest reviewer <laughs> in the world, by the long shot. Uh, and then also the um, the game that became Rise of the Undead, was that it? Rise yes, the, that's yeah. it. Uh, oh, say, God, that was yeah. awful, too. They should have just called it House of the Dead. I like, think I also had the highest review score for that one, too. You, you're it was, such a fanboy, man. It was, look, there were certain parts of that game that were fun. You were just turned on by the the girls in the nurse outfits at the review event. For <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I remember going to that. I think that was like one of the first times like I hung out with everyone from Games Radar. <laughs> I, I want to apologize that my cooing Japanese girl laugh sounded a lot like Mark Hamill's Joker. I just remember <laughs> being no at that event, that. and like we were all like, like th- two or three feet from each other and we're like I can't really see you right now are you still here yeah it was such a dark yeah. place it was for the mood and then they uh, basically hired like suicide girls to be the yeah. people showing you how to play the game which wow. was like business. but anyway yeah, Crimson Dragon had a really bad time just that it was supposed to be a 360 game and then it got caught in the no we're making we need Xbox One launch games yeah. now so let's make this Xbox One launch game and maybe not a Kinect game and maybe with sort of free to play elements to it like may as well just like slit its throat like right there and that's I feel so bad for the director of that game that like he had been working on Spiritual successor for Panzer Game for so long, it end up as that. Well, the basic mechanics just don't work. I wonder if Not he, really. I wonder if he got acquainted with Microsoft because of Panzer Dragoon Orta, yeah, which was the, yeah. the Xbox exclusive final Panzer Dragoon game that nobody gave a shit about. It, I brought four games a out here. That's sequel. one of them. It was a direct sequel to Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yeah. Man, Orta has a yeah. connection to the character Azel, who's mm. the, the like. Main love interest slash MacGuffin. I wondered where we'd be Saga. if Microsoft had bought Sega. Like, would I mean Sega wouldn't exist now? Microsoft would have just shut it down by this Probably. point. But I don't know. Microsoft so shuts everything down. That's what that's every, so, but there's a bizarre thing that when a billion dollar company buys anything, they shut it down. But we'd still years. be doing things with those, that IP, and I think their yeah. IP. They'd be is doing super more because important. they'd own it, and they'd tell themselves we have to exploit this. No, because they'd, like, it's they'd, our they'd IP. say to Japan, "Here's an economical way through <laughs> which to develop a game." <laughs> and <laughs> look, here's how you could do it, Japan. Like, and you've seen Sonic Japan try doesn't that. have to cost. And now you're much. watching them retract and quit entirely because they never figured that out. Look, if the rumors Sorry. that I was uh, reading during the era were correct, they would have developed a Dreamcast emulator for the Xbox. <laughs> that would be like the uh, DVD remote where you just plug a thing into a controller slot and boom, you've got all these uh, Dreamcast games. I, I, 
That make it sound like that's something that should have happened. I think that's something. Didn't that happen with like the Panasonic something or other? Like the laser active. The laser active was supposed to have like a bunch of modules that you plug in. It's like now it's a Genesis. Now it's a Sega CD. Whoa! Hmm. You you can play play Flicky on a laser disc. Yeah. I thought you were talking about that DVD thing you connected to the GameCube. No, that's a Panasonic Q. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember a friend had them. I'm like, that's the Man, coolest our knowledge thing ever. Is useless. Yeah, <laughs> it's so useless. We are so old. Anyway, yeah. But, yeah, Pan- Panzer Dragoon Saga. Uh, like other games in the Panzer Dragoon series, it had a made up language yeah. that sounded kind of like this. Laos is a baby. Kleinman. Well, that's that's Kramen, the the main villain. He, he's talking to him, saying like, "Oh, we we can't hide this anymore, Kramen. We got to run. Uh, Why don't you give I this thought... to the nice lady?" Yeah. That's well, that's, <laughs> the that's children. Near the beginning of the game, the main character Edge is saying, "There's someone in there," and then like Kramen is like, "You saw?" It's like it was a girl, and then like Kramen's henchman. Uh, Hits him in the back of the head with a, a pistol button. So it's like, oh, we got to move, Craven. And uh, yeah, it's uh, very kind of a, a strange uh, plot in that you're you're trying to track this guy, Craven, who's the villain, but he has a, a nobility to him. And you're trying to save this girl, Ozel, who's his hostage, but she also like has a close connection with him. They're they're very friendly with each other. And then apparently, uh, you know. One of our old bosses told me this story. I have no idea how accurate it is, but uh, I was trying to look it up and couldn't verify it. Uh, Apparently, the original script for the ending translation got lost at the last minute during the American localization. I've heard this story, too. (laughs) So they had to basically just write their own uh, subtitles for the ending based on what they thought it should be. (laughs) So the American ending... Uh. Is completely different from the the interpretation of the Japanese ending. Completely believe it. Yeah, that seems all very believable. Because I mean, well, have you read the Console Wars book? Like (laughs) that book should be just called Sega's a mess. Like that's oh yeah, absolutely. Even in 1990, it's like yeah, Sega's a total mess. Well, even even leading up to the Saturn, Sega was a fucking mess. It was fracturing its market. You had like three different models of Genesis. Then they had the 32X, mm-hmm. which only worked with some models. I don't know that it actually worked with the the three because that you had didn't to have get a separate port. Yeah, you didn't. had to get a separate stand yeah. if you wanted to get it with model one. Then there, the 32X like was in almost in direct competition with the Saturn until they decided to pull the plug on the 32X. Mm-hmm. Then there were gonna, was going to be the Neptune, mm-hmm. which was a 32X console that Black was also... Also going to be in direct competition with Saturn. And then there was another one. Black Belt. It was called I, the fucking Black Belt maybe, or something Maybe, like but that. It, it had another planet name, finally. Nep- mm. Neptune. Oh, I already said Neptune. But there was one that was going to be like, it's a hybrid uh, Genesis 32X Saturn. And then like, no, this is the stupid. The waste of money. Yes, the waste of money. That was its code name. <laughs> Yes, the, the, the Benjamin Burner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, Sega it. just had too many R&D well, people and couldn't say uh-huh. no. In my ex- you might even say it had too many cooks. In my experience, Japanese companies have been really bad with archiving and just creating like creating a good digital workflow. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm saying that from my experience, reading that what you will. Uh, but I, it's, I have, I have worked from Games Radar. Right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. And, oh, and I've totally. worked at a place that has lost the code of a game and literally had to transcribe it from one bought at GameStop and mailed somewhere. That's weird that Games um, Radar did that. It's yeah. weird that Games Radar did that. But like, they've lost the fucking code. They have lost the code to this. And I don't think that that shouldn't be as prohibitive as as it sounds to getting that re-released. But mm-hmm. apparently, it is. Uh, well, I guess it's. Maybe a, a, a cost-benefit thing where it's like, is it worth their time to basically rewrite a game from scratch well, then, for then, what will be a niche audience? Yeah, you know what they had, they'd have to recon- they'd have to reconstruct it, then reconstruct it again, and then mm-hmm. try and emulate that hardware on another system. And like, it's a, it is a nightmare. I understand that, but. And also the gamble with those re-releases is when you realize, like, oh, this wasn't as good as I remember. It's, <laughs> yep. it's like ruined yeah. my this ruined my memories and of it. Advancing your dragon Sagat is 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 good with that because like it's really hard to play. I think it's still really hard to emulate. Like it's almost hmm. impossible. I had always heard it's Saturn, four discs. I had always heard Saturn was unemulatable. No, so I, it was I, interesting I, to see. I'll emulate some stuff probably this week. Yeah. Yeah, but for a long time, like in the early 2000s, I always heard it's that. clunky it was, as shit. Yeah, it's supposed to have a really complicated system. It sucks. It's one of those things that, like, it feels like 2005. I was I was pirating things when you were in short pants, children. But uh, but the kind of things where you have to trick your computer into thinking there's a virtual DVD, like a virtual CD drive, and you're mm-hmm. loading a CD. That's how you have to emulate Saturn games. That's how it wow. works. It's fucking like the community is dead, and it hasn't evolved since 2005. It's I really, I don't know. Somebody needs, somebody needs to help this Saturn out. It's had a lot of great games. But yeah, I absolutely loved Panzer Dragoon mm-hmm. when it came out. I remember like there were a lot beautiful of emotional, art beautiful mm-hmm. art, lots of emotional highs and lows. Yes. The story was really good, really great music, well written, and uh, yeah, just fantastic experience all around. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, a great swan song for the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's too bad that we more like a dragon song. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah. A dragon ears are right. Dave was groaning over his own joke before we could respond. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but on that fun note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some, you know, pathetic new releases, some news, uh, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Game over! Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and for Christ, guys, are you really going to make me do this? Come on, it's adorable. The listeners have been asking for this for two weeks. Uh, Do I have to wear the hat, too? The hat's the best part. You look so cute. It's just that it's not really a visual medium and... Come on, that song's playing. You're going to miss your cue. <sighs> if you're liking the Vidja Game Show, there's a few things I think you should know. They need your support, so we exhort you to review on iTunes, bro. Five-star ratings sure help us a lot. And tell friends if you think the show's hot. Or buy a t-shirt with a scary skull logo. Barrettstore.lasertimepodcast.com Next to shirts for other shows that are the bomb. Also, if you don't think that BGA stinks, buy some stuff through Laser Time's Amazon links. Visit us at VidjaGameApocalypse.com Comment on articles and leave us forum posts. And tell us what you like about the show or what. 
It should change. I tell the hosts that they should stop humiliating me. Follow us on the Twitters, you can. We're at VG Apocalypse Man. And you'll get to know right when the show goes up sometime around 3 a.m. And if you've got payola to give, well, we sure would appreciate if you'd click on donate. Please don't be late. I like the show. And just be sure to write that it's for VGA on the donation form. Or it goes to Chris and he'll just piss it away on more laser time. Hey! But before that, I'll find it and then I'll hide it away in my den and make sure that that garbage smell gets blamed on you. And then I will pile all of my rat skulls high, leaving them with ale, clip Chris right in the thigh. Horror bones will scatter all across the floor. Then they'll call his mom and tell her she's a... Okay, I get it. Shut up. Fine, fine. Ugh, I didn't want to do this anyway. Just remember that you put me up to this, okay? Speaking of which, did the listeners really ask for me to do this? Ah, uh, no. I just like Alvin the Chipmunk. Oh, hey, me too. I especially like the one where Alvin knows where Dave sleeps and shits in his mouth while he's in bed. Oh, yeah, I... Wait a minute. Enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Uh, this will be the fourth episode. He's already the best editor here. And welcome back to the second segment. Now that we've got the nostalgia out of the way, it's time to look forward, or at the present. <laughs> uh, so let's begin with... These are the new releases. They are releasing new and there are no new releases worth talking about, almost. Project Cars, we kind of talked about last week. I, can I say Cars. once again, I thought that was a different game, and I talked a ton of shit <laughs> really? on it. Yes. Oh, what, I what said you it think in the it show, was? Uh, I thought it was that PC-only, like, $100 a month subscription thing. Oh. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I thought it was called Project Cars. Yeah, you seemed shocked when I said, like, no, it's coming to PS4 I, and Actually, Xbox I talked One. to Grimm about it, thinking that we were talking about the same game, and since... I'm saying, like, oh, that impenetrable thing. He's like, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but it is the new game from the Shift guy. Yeah, it is a yeah. much more approachable game than I gave it credit for. And I, I'm, I feel fucking terrible and silly, but I'm also not a journalist, so I yeah. barely have to apologize. I'm just doing that. Yeah, I don't think there's any, like, uh, man, there weren't even, like, any downloadable things this week either. Like, it was pretty, mm. pretty slim, mainly... I feel like something would come out this week to, uh, I mean, next week is what it's all about. Like, that's the... Yeah, it's Witcher 3. The end of the end of May has become new fall, but... Uh, but I die a little inside knowing that I won't be on that one. Or maybe what? I will be if we record it on a different day. Because uh-huh. I'm going to go see Book of Mormon on Tuesday. Why everybody what? seeing Book of Mormon but me? I don't know. Why didn't you get tickets a year ago? Because we had to, like, buy season tickets and they were $200. Oh, wait, this is the thing. Wait, are you seeing it? What? Oh, am I not? Oh, am I going that night too? I don't know. Are you? Probably. I think you are. Uh, okay. You had to buy these things uh, almost a year ago. Boy, I'm being a total Chris about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Chris, you're you're the person who, whenever I ask about, like, hey, when is your flight? I don't know. Tomorrow. <laughs> I know the day. My girlfriend tells me that. I know I the day, know and, it's, and it's always like, well, I have to work up until midnight. It doesn't matter what time my flight is. I just have to be awake. <laughs> And so I'll check right before I go to bed. And also, Final Fantasy X got ported to the PS4. Yeah, Final Fantasy X and X2 mm-hmm. HD. At least it's the PS4, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Gives you something to play. Man, this, like, boy. This, this is the third platform it's on, and I don't think there's cross-buy. Maybe I guess technically fourth pa- platform if you count PS2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet there isn't even cross-save. I, bet. I, do, I do love those games dearly. Yeah. Um, I will not 
It's one of those things that I've had to look at now. I'm not buying them. I'll never play them. Not again. Yeah. I like. I haven't touched my Vita copy of it. Yep. Never. So, yeah. I'll never play them, but I, I did love them. I'm like, too busy playing... Uh, I still love Final Fantasy games. I still get excited about every trailer because of Final Fantasy X. Can't say enough fine. You will nice even get Final it. Fantasy XV this year. Like yeah. this... It's, 2015, to. you will not. I don't believe it either. But look, you know. 2015 sucks. Like this, mm-hmm. this is man. Uh, this well, goes into the news. But first, let me say, did you guys talk about Devil Survivor Two Record Breaker? I oh, said, we, we brought it up, and I, I said I, that's Henry's game. Yeah, I was like, well, if Anne was here, I bet she'd be have something to say about it. And like, you're like, no, Henry's the one who's really into that. Yeah. So I, uh, I've been playing it some. I, but I. Put 80 hours into Devil Survivor 2 on the DS and also played uh, about 100 hours of the first Devil Survivor Jeez. and another 90 hours of it on the D- that, like, 3DS. Watch Hermione had to stop time. and Hermione. What did I say? Hermione. Her- Hermione. I don't mean to be a Michael on this and correct you on it. <laughs> and derail entire conversation to correct hey, you. Wikiparas, please. Sorry. That's anyway, the grammar Nazi persona. <laughs> Devil Survivor 2 is great. Like, it's... If you like strategy RPGs, it's really awesome. But it also has... Uh, I mean, it's... Um, the combat is... It's the SMT combat, which is very, like math based meaning and memorization like you won't you don't won't always know characters are like weak to lightning but if you remember this enemy is weak to lightning i see him all the time gotta hit him with lightning i get double damage and an extra turn but if you pick wrong and you use like an all ice attack on somebody who can block ice you lose your extra turn and he gains one and takes no damage and it's like really dense combat mechanics in there too and then you also have the super deep demon fusion system that's in like every smt game and i love demon fusion so much it's so so wonderful to just fuse every demon to make double the powerful demon to get to to put level two level 20s together to make a level 30 who's like even more powerful and and then says like thank you master i'll be great like it's i love it and this one also, last thing about Devil Survivor 2, uh, well, two more things. The other thing I love about it, as somebody who, especially now that I have visited Japan a few times, it is a love letter to the Shinkansen, the, the bullet train. Mm-hmm. Like, you take the, the first Devil Survivor is all about going in the Yamanote Circle. You go, you, you battle in every area that you the Yamanote train line Listen of Tokyo. to the Japan show, that's where Brett lost his backpack. Yeah. <laughs> So the first wow. one's about the Yamanote Circle, and it's only in Tokyo. The second one, you get on the Shinkansen and you fight in Tokyo, you fight in Osaka, Yokohama, Kyoto, Nagoya. Nagoya. You go, you go all around Tokyo. You go all around Japan in a bullet train, but a special space bullet train. And lastly, uh, Record Breaker has forty hours of new content, a post-game Jesus. thing. That unlike in the 3DS one, it's unlocked from the beginning. So if you beat the game before and you're like, I don't want to beat this again just mm-hmm. to play the eighth day, like you can you can start fresh with it. Though I am playing through it all over again to get to the eighth day. So yeah, Devil Survivor two. If you have a 3DS, like this is an uh, you know the 3DS has been slim pickings though. Who knows how a puzzle and dragon yeah. game? I'm actually looking forward to more than I play thought. The demo. It would be. Yeah. I mean, I still I still don't get it. Well, it's not really a match three game. Like it's 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 not, but it's like but it's the stats don't make any sense. 
Yeah, Nothing ever does what, but in the Nintendo, when they baby it down so much that like this, <laughs> this thing just explodes everything. Like, well, what's did the point? So of, good. What's the point of me picking classes and like looking at the stats of everything very carefully if a bunch of things in the field will just obliterate no matter what? But that is that they the demo only has the Mario version. Well, speaking uh, of oh. 3ds, oh. I don't think I don't think you brought this up the last time that you were on the new Street Pass games. Yeah. I think we've we've probably I want to hear about between these. the two of us we've probably we've probably put it in enough time and bolt on the mm. two new games. I played ter- more Ultimate Angler than Battleground Z, and you played more Gra- Battleground Z. I, than well, I finished Battleground Z. I have not finished Battleground. I Z. mean, it, it has more replay value than uh, what was the the shooter? There's two more. There's, there's two new Street Pass Z? games. Okay, so there's two <laughs> new Street Pass games. There's Battleground Z, which is a zombie game. Of course it is. Uh, and, and Ultimate Angler, which is a fishing game. Yeah, and the thing about uh, Battleground Z, which is kind of unique, is that it takes the hobby that people choose, which is just an innocuous thing that people probably didn't think the second thing about, because half the people who I've run into Ugh. have, I love video games Fucking as their hobby. the Wii Remote sucks. Like, yeah. it's a crappy weapon. Uh, so that yeah, that'll teach you to have not have interests outside of video games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the hobbies turn into weapons. Like so, if you like sports, I think you have a bowling ball. Traveling, you get a, a roller suitcase. Yep. Uh, camping, you get uh, randomly pull out camping items. Yeah. So if anyone run, runs into me, that's the reason my hobby now is fishing. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't. Well, like that was fishing. great because you said everybody said their hobby was video games, so everyone had the same power. And, like half the people I run to every time, <laughs> we remote. As the weapon, and I love like, the oh. superhero power. That's yeah, my it's pretty favorite. good. Uh, and the other one was uh, it uses the color of your uh, your. Meat okay, shirt. so yeah, Ultimate Angler is a fishing game, and the color of your me shirt me gives Easy, you buddy. different. <laughs> the color of your me shirt it it shares uh, it's a different bait, and you have to mix and match baits to capture. These legendary fish, and you're on all these fishing missions, and it totally works like classic fishing games like Sega Bass Fishing and Sega Deep Ocean, and I think that also is because, or yes. like the Animal Crossing. Don't forget Crossing. Sega is too devoted to the fishing genre, 2004. <laughs> but also the Sega, uh, or, or no, uh, the Animal Crossing fishing game too, it's a bit like that. Yep. That also remind it, uh, it definitely reminded me of this fishing resort was the name of it, a Wii game nobody played, which was... Animal Crossing, but if it was all fishing. Yeah. I think it is the same developer. Made by Yuji. Sorry. No, Dave, you are killing my story. <laughs> Sorry. Here. Yes, it was made by Probe and Yuji Naka. Probe and uh, Yuji Naka. And this was also made by them. And yeah. I've been enjoying a lot. I secretly love, well, not so secretly love fishing games. Yeah. So, yeah. I really was looking to get those. Um, and- they're worth seven bucks. Well, they didn't. They didn't offer me the bundle deal. The stupid oh. bunny who talks to you. Yeah, you. you have to have all. I think you have to have the three previous games. Four I previous. I do, and the Street Pass games are some of the best games that they came are. out. Like they didn't offer you ago. the discount. Not the stupid ass bunny fuck That's face. Strange. I love that. Bunny. A, what yeah. a clunky system. It's like, would you like to see the price? <laughs> yes, I'd like to see the price. Connecting to system. Sorry, really, you can't tell him before he talks to me. Sorry, yeah. we don't have the price right now. So apparently. look, that was so Nintendo I, that I love it because it is instead of just being a storefront and saying a price like, no, have a nice bunny there. And he say, looks like, sad when you say no. T- oh, really? <laughs> but let me tell you all about this game. And then if you say like, nah, I just want to buy it now, like. Whoa, you want to just buy it now? That's great! <laughs> he is the gill of... Uh... But, so you never had to see what I saw, because like, I'm going to need some convincing. Good, I have a tablet with me right now, and I can show you the game even more. And this is this is all insane. A Nintendofication of, like... I I, I think it's cute. Yeah, so it's, I would, cu- it's not, not cute. I think I'd put both of these... Ga- well, no, I think... 
Uh, Battlegrounds Z is probably a little bit below Flower Town. Mm-hmm. I would put Ultimate Angler above, above Flower Town and right below Monster Manor. You know, I guess yeah, Monster Manor is my favorite. I like Me Force a lot. One of the best lot. games of 2013. Yeah, I like Me Force a lot, though. I think that's really. I like it just the presentation a... of Me Force. It's not. I very played detailed. through Me Force once, and I haven't touched it. Yeah, yeah that's oh. the thing. Like, I I played through Me Force once. I think I may, I went to one or two stages again. But Battleground Z, I I have started to replay because you can find unique. Uh, zombies by using specific powers in specific stages and getting more medals, unlocks more stages. Uh, I desperately need more hat cards. Man, I got so I got a lot of new hats. I got this cool Apple hat. I now, saw man. it. I saw it. Yeah, I had to tell both bro. you assholes that you look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we can collectively agree. Don't spend the five bucks on the extra shit. What is Not the extra thing though? That is. Hysterical. It catalogs every birthday, and you can make a VIP room for your favorite. And which you spend five dollars on that? Yeah. You In get what it. universe? I shouldn't have spent five dollars <laughs> on it. Yeah. Uh, well, you, uh, know, you know what sold me was when they he said when you fill up the entire entire calendar, you will get more uh, tickets than any other game. You'll just be like deluged with tickets. It'll be a bukkake of tickets. You can buy everything. I want those plaza ever. tickets, man. I and I still work at the convention tickets. circuit. That might have meant something. Well, not now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Also, 3DS has new Attack on Titan. Yeah. Game. Oh, I wanted to get to that in a second. Let's My let's bad. rattle off a few uh, other new releases first. Final Fantasy IV: The After Years is coming to PC. Mm-hmm. That might be one Barf. of the most disappointing sequels of all time. I actually don't know anything about. Don't it. Don't play it. Have your memories of FF4 stay pure. What, what is that? It's it's like a sequel. Like it's Final Fantasy IV: The Next Generation. It's the the when, children when of the, the first game's heroes. It was a Wii game. Uh, well, it was first Wii a cell game. phone game. Oh, okay. Then, then it came it was to Wii. Oh, never mind. I already yeah. know not to buy. It. And it was episodic, and you had yep. to pay money for each episode. And at Ugh. the time, that was like. What? This is a horrible idea. But uh, <laughs> it'll never sell. No. Uh, also, Arcade Archives Double Dragon is coming to PS4. Um, yeah, Last of Us Left Behind is coming out as a standalone edition for PS3 uh, and 4. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So if for so you, why would you play that? I really don't itself, know. But like, if you if you're interested in Left Behind, you probably already have Last of Us, and vice versa. <laughs> well, I'm or seen the Nicolas Cage movie with the best Photoshop. Didn't it come universe. with the remastered? Yeah, it did. Yeah. But Left Behind is also like, it's both a prequel and an interquel to the game, and it I wouldn't think it makes much sense if you didn't play and an epilogue. It's an interquel, yeah. prequel, and an epilogue all in one, plus lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, lesbians is always a huge selling and point. And twins. And yes, no. those twins. <laughs> and speaking of 3DS, uh, yeah, Attack on Titan Humanity in Chains comes out this week, which is a huge Subtle. surprise to me because I was like, I was really excited when that was first announced, and it's just like is coming out with almost no fanfare. It, it didn't, they, they weren't very clear whether it was coming to America or not until very recently, but it's been out in Japan forever. Alice got the rights kind of covertly. Like, is that what happened? Well, they just didn't talk about it that mm. much. They might... Maybe they just have a weird deal of, like, you I can thought, only advertise it this much I or maybe Nintendo time. was publishing it. I think it's a digital-only deal. Mm. Also, I do know that in Europe they can't call it Attack on Titan. Really? Because... Somebody else owns the rights to that name, so it's going by just its Japanese name. Yeah, like really? Shingeki no Kyojin or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But I, heard, I heard it's pretty terrible. terrible. Yeah. It's just like Trenched versus, um, what was it called? Iron for? Brigade. Iron Brigade, yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard it's pretty terrible. And oh, as much bad. as I was looking forward to like, man, TV shows need better games. 
Especially animated TV shows. Nobody makes yeah. those anymore. They make a, f- they uh, make a runner. Regular, regular show got a recent one. How it's, hard is it to... Way good. forward doesn't make it. Nobody makes yeah. it. How hard is it to fuck up the Attack on Titan premise? It's Spider-Man meets Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> what more do you need? I'm guessing budgets. And time. Yeah, you're probably right. And yeah. time. Uh, which they should have plenty because I don't think the second and, season starts for another two years. And the state of Japanese <laughs> development. Right. God, it's, it's worse than Venture Brothers. It is, yes. <sighs> Yeah, when is season six? But excellent. Start? I really, really liked Attack on Titan, the show. Yeah, fantastic. It was one of the only anime that I actually like. For now. real. Uh, also, Axiom Verge is coming to PC. Yeah. For those well, of you who yeah. haven't already played it. Aren't you glad you spent 15 bucks on the uh, yeah, man. PS4 version? We got like 200 views on our stream, man. It's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got a... Awesome. Uh, whoa, Dave. Whoa, Dave. Dave. Um, and you know, I wanted to say one thing because Henry, you said 2015 sucks. And Chris, yes. you've been banging on the drum for a, a while now. I'm sorry. Like, this gener- no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing you. You're just saying this generation is terrible. It's doing nothing new. And I just an addendum to that. Like I went back and played uh, Mercenaries Two a little bit ago. <laughs> 2008 was one of my most hotly anticipated mm-hmm. open world games of the time. I think just before GTA 4 came out or just after. Michael was 10. It was no, I wasn't. I wasn't 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was 9. Uh, 39. Yeah, but no, playing it and realizing like 2008 was like three years into mm-hmm. the, the previous console generation. Mm-hmm. And playing Mercenaries 2, like... If I didn't already know that the PS2 version of this game looks like a pile of shit, mm-hmm. I would say this looks like a PS2 game. Like, it was all chunky graphics and, yeah. like, not a lot of shading, not a lot of detail. And realizing that three years into the last console generation, which we all fucking love, mm-hmm. uh, it had yet to realize its full potential on a lot of games. And this was a high-profile release from EA. I mean, yes, like, say... 2009, the year when we got Uncharted 2, uh, Uncharted 2, Assassin's Creed 2, and Arkham uh, Asylum, like, you could say that's when the generation truly arrived, or the golden years really began. So it took three years. Yeah, so it took, it did take three years. But I'm counting. We're into two years into new I know, but, and I shouldn't, but I'm counting from the Wii U. (laughs) No. No. And I bought count. my first new system in, at the end of 2012. No. I feel like Wii U was Nintendo. Like, okay, we're finally joining this generation. I mean, where the, you guys? Where you guys go? The idea that they've already announced their new system and have to keep giving, like, we're not well, going to say anything at E3. Me, look, I saw a dude. I saw this explained. It makes sense. Cheesemeister on mm-hmm. Twitter, who is a uh, Cheesemeister 3K because he's an MST3K fan, mm-hmm. and a dude who lives in Kyoto, an American living in Kyoto. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, his. He pointed out that like they did they did announce the NX already, mm-hmm. but if it comes out in twenty seventeen, that's two and a half yeah, years yeah. ahead of time. Years. They announced they that's five years for the Wii U, mm-hmm. and that's how early they announced the Wii U. They announced the Wii U in twenty uh, like eleven, and it came no, out late twenty twelve. But that's what I'm saying. Like the game should be hitting now. Yeah, if you're announcing be, a new system, then I some think the new generation genera- defining game should be occurring right now. Well, because Gears was two thousand six. Like it, it seems very quick. Halo three with was two thousand seven. Uncharted was two thousand seven. Assassin's Creed was two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Like the second year was a lot of big stuff. This year, this fall yeah. is just like Ass Creed, which we can get. We'll get into Call of Duty Blops. Uh, so a new Call of Duty and Ass Creed, like Clockwork, of course. And then 
MGS5, which is but this is the, the third death of Metal Gear. This is the third iteration of, well, of those games you mentioned before Metal yeah. Gear. For the, and, next, for the current gen. And then we can hope a Tomb Raider will come out this year. I will bet it's delayed. Really? I think so. It is. It has been strangely silent, but I feel like it is... Well, it, it'll be at E3. It no. is imperative it's for Crystal, to, Crystal Dynamics to get this game out this year before uh, Uncharted. So they can put it, and also so they can put it on the PS4 in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, there's you know Halo 5, which like after the dump that the Halo collection was like how can you how can you trust them why are you advertising so early well, because that's, that's they like had a, big... a fucking PR plan and they're not deviating from that I think that's the bigger game it's like why are so many high profile releases coming out fucking broken because this well, generation that's, that's happened like, a lot. is tough, man. Well, three, four, yes. like, no, that's happened a lot. Like everybody loves, like, like falls over the fucking Fallout games, and every one of them are fucking. Broken. Oh yeah, totally. And, yeah, but usually in fun ways. <laughs> yes. And fine. mostly it's New Vegas, which was New- by Obsidian, which always ships broken always games, ships except for South Park somehow. Yeah, well, the Scott, publisher. Because well, that game took out like shit. two years later than it should. <laughs> if THQ existed, it would have shipped a year earlier and broke as hell. Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, also like. Will Fallout Four come out this year? Maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to announce it at E3 yeah. and just say, "Yeah, it's out in October." We might Ooh. be on the verge of a big reveal. That would be pretty cool. But this, this year why is are people empty talking as about hell? Like, why are what? people talking about Fallout Four right now? Well, because, because they just le- a trailer just leaked. Oh, well, did? no, no, a trailer did not leak. The creation of a trailer leaked. Oh, that's right. Yes, somebody put huh? on their LinkedIn profile that they had worked on oh, Fallout 4. Oh, a, fa- a guy who that's works it? in Guillermo del Toro's production company Ooh. put on their LinkedIn that they worked on a Fallout 4 teaser trailer or whatever. So that'll be the live-action trailer you'll be seeing at E3 instead of gameplay. What if that's just another uh, mm. label, uh, another level of uh, Silent Hills? Oh, boy. Uh, ARG. Yeah, we actually saw a Oof. playable teaser for Silent Hills. That you'll never play again. Did no. you talk about on last week's yes. episode that you can't even re-download it? Yes. We've yeah. talked about, I think yeah. Yeah, but the I, one like, before. I have a ton of sympathy seeing another Japanese company in the unfuckable barrel uh, right now. I've never seen anything like it, but it's like, but when you back away from it, like, this company is in so much trouble. And it also, no why would you have a playable demo with a trailer for a game that doesn't exist available for everyone to create constant confusion? Mm. What if I'm a guy who owns a PS4 and doesn't read all the blogs, download this thing, and think it's coming? What yeah. happened to my game, Konami? You know, they're in like, a terrible situation, and maybe it's because be like Kojima had him over a barrel and could announce a game when he shouldn't have. But like, you know what? You put you made this monster. No, they did. Yeah, there's this bad business yeah. all around. But but it also they didn't want Kojima to have that power. They shouldn't have given him an entire studio. When I say that as, as a bummer, it signifies Konami's retreat from the U.S. That's happening. Oh yeah, they're that's done. happening. They're that's done, not, that's well, fucking sucks. I've noticed in in uh, events like this where a very high profile developer tussles with their publisher, mm-hmm. like the publisher is always made out to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's very tempting to do that, but at the same time, like, don't assume that, you know, Kojima's completely blameless. Oh, come on, Hideo Kojima is a is the only true genius in video games uh. and clearly is not a difficult producer. <laughs> Certainly not. I'm sure that's what he says no, on his I, LinkedIn. I don't mean profile. to bash him and he he does like to say amazing work is underselling it. Yeah. But I assure you his work costs 9,000 times more what everything than ev- everything else Konami does mm-hmm. and doesn't see anywhere near the return as the other stuff that yeah. they do. Well, so, and we, you don't yeah. have to be sympathetic to that as a gamer. 
But it's also, I, I said, I was saying to people in the stream, how many of you bought, have complained about there not being a Contra game and didn't buy Hardcore Rising? And, and, yeah. and a couple people I were like, it. no, totally. Like, but, but like those games aren't big shit. The, not then big again, shit Hardcore anymore. Rising wasn't even branded as a Contra it wasn't, game. Because I how think many, they were trying to get away from that. How many of you bought 99 Nights? <laughs> One million wow. troops. Wow. <laughs> But well, in, in, I, I do wow. kind of feel like it's there. There's an old penny arcade strip where, like, there, it was written when there was like a feud between IGN and Nintendo, and mm-hmm. like, uh, which one do we side with? Well, let's see. Which one produced decades of games that I love? Oh, that'd be Nintendo. And which one do I hate? Oh, IGN. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the same way with like, which one produced all these games I love? Kojima. Which one do I hate? Konami. There you go. Well, because Konami's more interested in like the reality is they're more interested in having YMCA's and pachinko parlors yes. like that's and, and um, slot machines. Mm-hmm. Though I mean, and then Konami could not have had like. A worse next thing to happen to that, as long as we're in news, like then another guy gets to profit off of people hating on Konami. This is exactly like the situation I was living in. Yeah, Igarashi showed up to do what we all knew was coming like nine months ago, and he quit Konami. Have we officially shifted into news? I didn't hear the sound. Fallout Four. There, that feels so much. Gotta better. have it there. It feels I, so much better. There's no consistent brand consistency without this. We're, we're building an empire. Chris. It's like a soundtrack to Michael's career. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, so Bloodstained. Who gave money to it? I, I did. Full disclosure. I gave a hundred dollars because what? I want to see my name in the game's what? credits before I die. Oh my that god! Is, you know how those credits are gonna be like uh, when Bart was on Krusty. Like, yeah. uh, I don't think that's Michael Power is. It's a yeah. uh, Bert Stanton. Yeah, I got Ooh, that's for taking credit for other people's work. <laughs> exactly. No, Betty. Exactly. Betty Simington. My name's in the credit of DuckTales. I can die happy. No. Uh, the rest of us have to buy that privilege. And it's probably in Street Fighter, and I haven't even looked. Okay, so so Michael bought it. The rest of us haven't yet. I uh-huh. I might, though. I will say... Well, isn't it isn't it thirty dollars for a digital? That's twenty eight. Yes, just to buy, just to own the digital. <sighs> that, copy. that digital but that copy. that in ukulele, that in ukulele, buy the physical copy, man. That in ukulele, the banjo kazooie, uh, the platonic people, the former rare people making yeah. the banjos kazooie successor are all located out of different countries, mm-hmm. where they all charge different prices for games, usually based kind of on American prices and the conversion. Well, in the case, in both those cases, like. Kickstarter is an American thing, and American stuff like they're they're selling it predominantly to American audiences. Like for, for Mighty, sure. for Mighty Number no. Nine, mm-hmm. they had to make an entirely separate page with like point by point things of like in Japanese. Here's how you'll get this: like click on this thing, then click on this thing, then create your PayPal account and do this. But I like no idea. But Kickstarter, well, it's not like. Igarashi needs our money because it's already like tripled what he yeah. wants. As of this, also this tripled was, it. This was not to raise money for the the game. This was to <laughs> also, yeah. convince his backers that people want the game, and that's not yeah. a new thing. No, that's that's uh, Veronica Mars had to do that too. Mm-hmm. It made a ton of money on Kickstarter. Exactly. But what console but, was that on? But, huh? What console was that on? Uh, that is on anything with Amazon, uh, okay. <laughs> an Amazon streaming app. But but they they couldn't get. Uh, they couldn't get the rights. Was it Warner Brothers? Yeah. They couldn't get them interested unless they saw is the public interested enough to pay for the rest of it and will finance the rest. So it's not. I don't want to make the guy look like no, a fucking I'm, asshole. I'm not against it. Um, I mean, yeah. I though. Also but then like, you're also seeing. Do you realize that a regular Castlevania game might cost five million dollars? Mm-hmm. And I do kind of want to shake gamers by the shoulder and I, like I know we're in this insular world where like all we like gamers. 
I've, I, I, like, I've realized I've never seen anything like that. Like, we all know what's important. We all know... Like, I don't have to... I'll never have to tell you the equivalent of a Chaplin film or a Citizen Kane because you already know what's important. Mm. Uh, but the rest of the world, even the world that plays games, doesn't know about Castlevania. They mm. don't... Castlevania doesn't have that option to, like... Uh, a Castlevania game costs millions of dollars. How is yeah. that even possible? How do we get to that? Well, I saw kids... I... I or, actually, I saw Chris Kohler made this thing that... Uh, uh, Kickstarter is for artisanal games, mm-hmm. the same like artisanal yes. soaps and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it only exists as special made-to-order things. They can't, they can't really exist in the marketplace. It's just when enough crazies get together and say they want this. It is true, but with a, a guy with no none of the corporate hurdles can't make a very simple game that's existed forever for less yeah. than five million. It should tell you. Why didn't he make more of this? That's why. It, like the idea that it costs five million dollars to work within a game and an established pl- template and fan base. Well, and the going back to when Del- Double Fine Adventure started, I think this is still the like this is why Kickstarter is so great because everybody says they want this thing, but they won't pay for it. Put up, and so put then up, they can up. finally say like, "Oh, you really want it? Give us this money, yeah. and we'll do it." Yes. Well, but the game, like, also not unlike when Mighty Number no. Nine got announced. Get ready for a wait. They say March 2017. I'm in September 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. takes it's a long time to make a game, and that's that's the one thing yeah. that sucks about a game Kickstarter. When I've Kickstarted, <laughs> no, like, well, it's not... books or cartoons like less than a year. Yeah. But games, it's not only that it takes a long time to make a game. They're working outside of the corporate structure that would be kicking them in the ass to make a physical year. Yeah, and that doesn't exist anymore. They can take their time if they want. The same reason I'll drop a laser time episode in the middle of the afternoon instead of the early morning. When you morning. feel like it, it's, it's not very, when I feel like yeah. it. It's just like <laughs> shit happens. Uh-huh. Eh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stress over it. I'll just work on it when I can. It's somewhat so likely that the world will be consumed by nuclear war by Jesus. September of 2017. Yes. <laughs> I kind of think that'll happen. I do think that a lot. Like when something's yeah. that far away, I'm like. Is the world even still going to be? Will we all be alive? But it's like I remember saying that about about Marvel movies, and I just saw the second Avengers film. I can't act like that anymore. I I also remember when the first Avengers film seemed so far away. We're on record by saying it's impossible and will never happen. You said that. I never said that. You son of a bitch! Don't throw me under the bus like that. (laughs) But I I think this also (laughs) speaks to our inability to plan for our futures. And like, (laughs) I can't imagine being forty five years from now. Hopefully, be dead. Uh, but I do, I do, I also hate that. Like I saw a ukulele, I'll fucking donate to that. Uh, Bloodstain, fuck yes, I'll donate to that. By the time I saw it, it had reached all its goals. I'm like, ah, never mind. They don't need and, your money, but like, no, I don't, yeah, I hate that. But yeah, I'm in a my money is super tight for me now. Tighter mm. than it's been in like the last ten years. But it's still like the idea that oh, I don't have to pay now. Yeah. But Did I'll you, pay them then. You when, see the new ukulele character? No, <laughs> he's a snake named Trouser. No. <laughs> uh, yes. It's a very oh. that's such a rare name. No. I kinda love that. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm I also just like seeing Ega back in I like seeing Ega back in the ring? news. Yes. I'll sell you this back for $20. <laughs> oh, just give it to me. Give, no, you should have traded it for the uh, Bloodstained uh, Memoirs. Oh, I should have. Mm. Give me that yeah. credit. Like, <laughs> I like be Michael Antista. I like seeing Ega and all these I'll videos. let you borrow my physical copy that I'm getting. Oh, how worthless <laughs> is that? Well, like, Igarashi was, like, locked in a dungeon for, like, four years or something at Konami. Like, yeah. he... I remember... At, it's a terrible feeling. At <laughs> 20... In 2013... I uh, at TGS. I remember uh, Jeremy Parrish, cool dude, 
uh, told me he walked by the Konami booth and saw Igarashi just like walking around. I was like, what? You saw him? They let him out? And he was like, yeah, I guess he gets to go free at Tokyo <laughs> Game Show. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, like, what was he making at that point? Nothing. Like here. Mobile stuff. Mobile stuff. Yeah. I remember my, my reaction when he was when he, he announced that he was leaving Konami and it's like, Oh, Kona- Igarashi just announced he's leaving Konami. And another news, he's been at Konami this entire time. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I know. Like, Watching so his happy, baby though. get handed off to some Spanish developer that apparently fucked it up, even though I kind of liked the last game. Which one, two? Two? Yeah. What, with the rat cloud? I, I, well, I hated the stealth, but I okay. thought the other parts were pretty good. All right. Um, Other news? Yeah, stealth was torturous. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Syndicate was revealed. No longer Victory Syndicate. No, right. no. It's a, it's a little disappointing. I kind of thought they Victory's were building something name. with Unity, then Victory, then... Uh, Maybe Syndic- they want Syndic- to distance themselves uh, from Unity. Yeah, Syndicate yeah. sounds more boring, but like I was watching the alpha gameplay of it, and I really like... Well, the setting is what? Victorian England? Yes. I mean, we Oi, are- coy! <laughs> Finally, they ah. have an excuse for those ridiculous accents. Yeah. Bullock's your uncle, mate! Yeah, that, that was the part that I think really uh, was problematic with Unity for me, was the accents... Uh, okay, I can I can accept. Let's do English accents for a French Revolution setting because mm-hmm. people just think English accents equals historical. Fine, it does. but when you have Hunt for Red October, when you have French thugs <laughs> shouting at you with Cockney slang and diction, it's Oy! really weird. <laughs> Uh, that's how they think of Get Americans, away from though. That, that Americans think Americans think British accents. I also saw one British writer on Twitter saying, "Like, could you guys stop it with the core blimey stuff? Like, that's in England. That's a very classist, shitty thing to say." Like, it's like, it's oh, it just seems Gundam like style. fun. It just seems like a fun thing to say. Uh, and the main character can be a woman. But she's not in most of the promotional material. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, and, a brother and sister yeah. uh, team, apparently. Hey, look, you can say what you want about how many females order games. I know for a fact right now, all women are too smart to pre-order. <laughs> too smart. Uh, they would well, never so do that. The main male character seems to be basically the Artful Dodger, looks like to me. I, like, but I yeah. just love like the... the cause I, yeah, I do love Assassin's Creed games, played a bunch of them, missed the last uh, two or three. But like his the movement of the guy, maybe it's just the top hat, but he has a more regal way of like disposing of mm. people that looks really fucking funny and a really good and a really like a good a good eye for detail. I can't wait to see what he looks like without a face. But I'm bummed. So look, I, that's the thing, guys. I'm just saying, like, I'm nobody pre-order this. That's what I'll tell you right now. Like, you can't. The, the trust has been broken. In my opinion, like they don't, they don't get do, a pass do you anymore. Honestly, think it will be a different story if fewer people pre-order. No, but I'm saying yeah. don't reward their bad behavior. Like they, all those people pre-ordered a game that, like its review events were so secretive and just like almost made to stop you from seeing how broken it was. Like it, in my opinion, and so no, it just like it. And it was like colossally broken, and I don't. And I know Ubisoft has been working to try to fix that. Right like it, it, for a game of its size with with like ten thousand people working on but it. It, had, like, had, it was a game with ten thousand people inside of it. Yeah, and like faces disappeared. I'm just like, saying, shit didn't like, break, ga- saves didn't corrupt. Uh, it wasn't lo- a Master Chief Collection level of. Yeah, like, it wasn't like game breaking. Shit wasn't delivered on promises. But Legends. I'm just saying, like maybe don't trust. The, the Assassin's Creed game to come out right the first time. I maybe, think you should never pre-order a game unless you do. 
<laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you do it through the laser time. Except for, no, 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 no. But I want to say, understanding the reality of what a pre-order means. Like, if you like Assassin's Creed and you're okay with like a buggy game coming through every once in a while, and you want to keep, make sure that keeps going. Literally, by pre-ordering it, you are funding, you are ensuring the future of that game. Not not just getting the new one. You're ensuring pre-orders the matter more than sales. They do. They really do. And by the, like, if a game was operating just on sales, you wouldn't get sequels for years. <laughs> For years, unless unless you somehow they, there's preliminary stages that the next one's in, and if, if there's enough pre-orders, you'll get another Assassin's Creed. Game. Well, think the, about that when you pre-order, not whether than like Assassin's Creed is a special case though, because like you know you, you can't stop the next three Assassin's Creed games. No, probably like, not. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, in, in worst case scenario, Assassin's Creed this one sells terribly, and they like say well, it's a poisoned brand. And I, they'll still make the next ones into something else. I don't like incentivizing it through exclusive content. Yeah. But I also want to say to people who yell about exclusive content, like none of that content ever matters. I can't think of a single <laughs> pre-order thing that actually. If it matters, matters enough, then people get more angry about that. But I want to have everything. Like, come into my room, and I'll teach you what it's like to live a life where you think you should have, have everything. You, li- you end up in an enormous trash pile of garbage that's not necessary. You have everything but sheets on your bed. I did that. Yes, I sleep like you know. It's, I sleep. I joke, to, but I have the same things. I sleep on next it. to a box, like right now. Like that's how. That's what my room situation is like. You don't want to live that way. Uh, you don't need everything. Like my bed is a box. My bed. Is a box. Well, I, I will say, which is pretty nice. I will say, I I am pretty sure that Ubisoft is aware that uh, Unity yeah. was but not they threw Unity under the bus idiot. this week. It'd have to yeah. be a Japanese Publicly, company. Publicly, it under the bus. It's a different team that's doing it. Yeah. You said and this is the Call of Duty cycle? Uh, well, I, I feel like know. I've heard this song and dance with like the last four Assassin's Creed games, though, too. When 3 was about to come out, they're like, oh, no, 3 is the two team that's been working on it while all the other guys yeah. are doing it. 3's going to be great. They are establishing a Star Trek movie. And then 4 came out and was fucking amazing. Well, then 4 comes out and they're like, oh, no, the real team was working on it, not 3. That wasn't that. 4 was great. Then Unity comes out like, we've really been working on Unity for like four years now. And it's really this thing. Nope. Like, it's... Yeah, that's part of their PR cycle to say, mm-hmm. no, the team you actually liked was working on this one. They didn't work on the last one. I did one. see that. They were throwing Unity under the bus, and it was like, it's about time. I'm like, they're not selling that game anymore. They're not doing yeah. anything bold or valuable. It's a $20 right now. game it's... now. I have got to sell my game fast. <laughs> my, my Xbox One copy, oh. well, it's still worth something. Um, I will say I am really it's excited. Like this looks great. Reading me. reading some yes, of the stuff it like does. it's it's very easy for me to be dismissive because like everybody's saying, Oh, Victorian England, we want Victorian England and feudal Japan for so long. It's like that eh, we've had so many games set in Victorian England and feudal Japan, but at the same time, like being reminded of Assassin's Creed's historical approach and what they can do with historical figures has me kind of excited. Uh, so far, two Charleses have been uh, confirmed, Charles Darwin and Charles Dickens. Ooh, I like um, that. And it makes me think, like, there are a bunch of other very, like, giants of uh, industrial and intellectual... <laughs> an intellectual thought that, that could be in this game. You, you've got... Uh, Possibly Charles Babbage, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. I'm sure that Jack the Ripper will at least be a subplot, of if course. not the main plot. If not a DLC pack. If well, not like, something you're doing. Oh, no, those prostitutes were Templar agents. But my biggest well, question... And I can't wait to see, like, Howdy Queen Victoria being like... My biggest question is, um, how is Babbage formed? <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave. Uh, I want to go home. That's I want a great question. Uh, look. How do Loveless get pregnant? pregnant. I, I like Victorian England as a setting that's more interesting to me than the French Revolution. Mm. I I think 
I think they really I overestimated the, how much Americans yeah. would be interested in the French Revolution. I like the French Revolution segment. I just felt like all the, the cool historical stuff that I love this series for was sort of relegated to the co-op missions. Mm. And like the the main storyline was just about Arno and Elise, and that was sort of disappointing. Oh, did yeah. you? Okay, Dave and Hank, did you see the biggest quite possible cameo reveal for the game? No. Oh yeah, Brock Lesnar. It looks like Brock Lesnar's Whoa, in the game. What? That'd be they amazing. They did a close up on a very short sequence of the cutscene, and like that's that's his shape. That's and his that's tattoo. His, that's his back tattoo. Oh, for that, real. All right. For real. I'm pre-ordering it tonight. <laughs> I think though. I think how you say suplex city, bitch. The rumor was that it was just placeholder. Uh, like oh, it was I literally like Whatever. just a quick. Uh, oh, also in UB News. Division, yeah. now a 2016 game, like every game. Oh. But, I mean, come on. Like, I remember when it was shown in the 2014 E3 and, like, GR, we put it on. Oh, this will be a 2014 game. Like, come on. No. <laughs> the Division, it, that's because the Division seems to be a very, like, uh, ambitious game. Mm-hmm. That ambition means delays mm-hmm. to get it right, which is good. They shouldn't just dump it out like watchdogs. That's the thing. I, like, people keep... Like, I keep saying, that game's going to be delayed, and I get a tweet, and like, you were right, man, that game was delayed. I'm like, I'm not dying to be right, and I'm, but I'm also a billion percent okay with delays. Like, yeah. hold off. Wait until you want to shit. Wait until it's ready. Wait, what about Rainbow Six? That That's... got delayed, but it's still this year. Okay. It's okay. Uh, it's just the fall now, so That's, I guess... Well, that was a, that was a really fun game when I yeah. played that in E3. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You should get Evan on here to talk about it when mm. it comes out. Um, I will say also, I'm, I'm just looking at Kotaku's rundown of GameSpot's big Assassin's Creed Syndicate preview. Uh, some of the bullet points. Uh, it will feature a some sort of recruitment system, I'm quoting here, that allows the player to amass gang members and uh, get into big street brawls, a possible variation on older AC game systems for recruiting and summoning ally assassins. That actually sounds kind of awesome. Like, if I can recruit enough assassins that they don't just help me out, mm-hmm. but they can create, like, uh, gangs of New York-style massive brawls, I kind of like that. I like that. I want to be on the team with the Irish, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dead rabbits. I I wonder if we're going to see any signs in the... Not the plug uglies. They have signs up like, like, no Irish. Like, Mm. no, you don't hire Irish. That was more of an American thing. They didn't like Irish. Come on. Yeah, but, you know, Irish Irish weren't really emigrating to England. They were emigrating to the U.S. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Nintendo had some more stuff this week, too. Oh? Mm. Well, so they had their uh, investor Q&A, and there are a few things in that. One, that um, their first mobile game will be out this year, and then they say that their mobile game will be... They'll have five mobile games out by the fiscal end of 2017, meaning March 2017. And then also that there will be no mobile stuff at E3, and NX won't be at E3 either. Uh, By the time this is aired, they'll have announced some of their E3 plans. And by the time Uh, uh, 2016 hits, Nintendo won't have a presence at E3 at all. Hey, look, Nintendo Direct's have been working pretty good for them. They're probably yeah. saving like no, I, I, $500,000 not renting out the Kodak Theater. Mm-hmm. Rockstar hasn't so been in E3 for like forever. 10 years, and they're fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and I think also they said that uh, the Universal Studios thing, like that'll be... That'll be like ten years before that happens, I think. But I, 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 they're I, also there. That is so exciting. They said that like Universal came waste. to them. Like Universal is like, waste. look, is here's what we the Nintendo theme park. This is you've oh, not heard about I this. Heard about that. Yeah, oh. Nintendo is allegedly 
Uh, Not park. allegedly. They said they're doing they it. They did, I'm but like, they did. But like when everyone's like, "What theme park rides do you want to see?" And like, I, they may have just meant. They'll have kiosks with games there and no, costume characters. that is not true because in the... So they said Universal came to them mm-hmm. and said, like, here's, like, their planners or whatever presented them with rides. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do this ride, you could do this ride, and that's when Nintendo got interested. So... I, I Hank, I'm a theme park expert. Okay. Expert. Been to Universal or uh, Hollywood. I can't fathom where they're putting more Simpsons shit or uh, yeah. Harry Potter shit right do now. Do you think it will be in Universal Osaka first? Do you think it, that's where uh, they'll put it? Maybe, mm. but like, even even there, real estate it, like real estate is from Once what I've been, seen tight. Yeah, real is is, is most uh, prevalent in Florida and still impossible. You can't build another land. You can't even build another fucking ride. Unless you replace something else. Is there no offense to Nintendo? I'm just like, oh, what are they going to take away now? And they better not take uh, Back to the Future out of Universal Dude, Japan. Just imagine a revamped Jurassic Park ride, but instead of a T-Rex <laughs> stomping out oh, at the God, end, it's no. a giant King Bowser. No, stop it. It's too cool. And, and I know that I went on that ride a year ago. It and is... he breathes fire as the flume goes down. So were you, have you been on it? Uh, no, but I'm well aware. It's of an okay flume ride. It's it's one of the worst rides I've ever seen. That well, has I been haven't built been on it in nineteen oh, Diana years. Diana fucking loves so. it. Oh, I, well, I love it. I do love it. But it's still sixteen it, years. There used to be dinosaurs that would come to our museum. They were like little robots, and they'd do. They'd, oh, I love those so much. Oh, they turn man. left and right. That is all the Jurassic Park ride is. And at the <laughs> end of the flume ride, a tyrannosaurus literally walks on air over you. Like, what the fuck? Show some pride. You're not saying that at the time. You're like, what the f- It was really scary, but I've been on it twice. And like, this is... What What the hell, man? Why is it... The, the, yeah. It's kind of like how you realize the second time on the E.T. ride, you can just say any name. Yes. Which is gone. Oh, oh and also Nintendo announced that, like, uh, they sort of gave a hint of what will replace Club Nintendo eventually. Like, they, they said they are trying to build... They want to build a uh, an entire overarching... Uh, membership account that will you can sign into on your phone, on your PC, sure, on Wii U, and, which I could and already, yes, and and on the NX that already happened, and um, it'll include a loyalty program akin to Club Nintendo. They were basically saying like we had to kill the Club Nintendo to make a new one, yeah. and like it seems like they're at least going to do that sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Though then again, maybe they'll just wait till there's the NX. I hope not. I think yeah. I I speculate it's going to be worse. Because the reason no, why the reason why they stopped is because I because when we got games we go to clubnintendo.com log in put in our information and, and check out like once the digital thing like I linked it to my account I got all these Club Nintendo points by never going to their website never filling out a survey or questionnaire and never asking and never never going there at all you're leaving a lot of coins on the yeah. table there though yeah, I'm like, yeah ten coins a fucking game Jesus Isn't Christ. that up yeah. that up uh, but it's, I'm not saying I didn't do that every once in a while but I, whatever. Deadline there was to cash out. I totally forgot. I didn't give a shit. Oh man! I'd, if there's still some coins there, their physical rewards are all half off this week, guys. Really? Yep. Well, you gotta get rid of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> a, a Kirby epic yarn patch. Like I need. Any nah, that's gone. You mean I? You're more like a Zelda of a, bookmark. A Majora's Mask jigsaw puzzle. What oh, do you God, think of I, that? I wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish I was dead. So I don't yeah, want, I, I want to figure I, out that in my house. I'm interested. I, I was to see. cleaning my room and like the last platinum reward what was it like a series of stacked buttons oh the pins that was oh. two years ago oh, I, that's the one time like, I didn't like, get platinum and I'm like eh, can mind. I throw this away this is awful I wonder why that's worth on the uh, nothing right, but nothing. I guess that's all the news unless you guys think of any other biggies 
Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't. I, All right, so let's move on to the community. The Saturday's segment. twenty. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Saturday's twenty. <laughs> That's big news. If only we'd covered that in another part of the show. Rats. Mm. Uh, last week's question of the week was: What's your favorite game set in an alternate version of history? Uh, Captain Lax or Laxy? Captain Laxy was the first to answer on the forum, so he or she gets read first. Uh, as camp as it is, I love Wolfenstein, especially oh. the New Order. I've always been interested in the whole, what would happen if the Nazis won thing, and the New Order hit that chord. While their advertising initially made me nervous of the future for the, uh, of the series, I'm glad to see that it did well. Also, two shotguns because fuck Nazis. I'm really more of a Wolfenstein Joy Division person. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Thank you. Okay. Actually, that, like, that works Some... double because Joy Division <laughs> it was a Nazi program. Like That's what it was named. That's what the band Joy Division. Are Chris and I the only ones that watch 24-hour party Anybody people? else? Uh-huh. Anybody else? Manchester music scene? Nope. Early 80s? No? Right. Starring Steve Coogan. No. Gee-rate film. Yeah. Uh, Raccoon Hale says Civilization Five mm. because I can turn George Washington into a fascist dictator who goes toe to toe in a nuclear war against that asshole Gandhi. Yeah, turn him into. It's true, isn't Gandhi Oof. like programmed to be more aggressive for some reason? Like he wasn't so. clone high. Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've never seen that show. Got that show canceled. <laughs> this game, but really, that was a one season wonder. But really, that's cheating because I am choosing the setting myself. No, I have to choose Red Dead Redemption, which is becoming more and more an answer for me here. Is is it the greatest game of all time? One of them. One of them, yeah. Because their Mexican Revolution is definitely alternate history. Still was fun. Still was too fun to topple a government, though. Viva la Revolución! The real Mexican Revolution is a carnival ride in San Juan. <laughs> uh, Bladed Falcon says, I really enjoyed how Age of Empires 2 recounted some key periods of history, especially when using some of their cheat codes. I mean, Joan of Arc liberated France using sports cars equipped with rocket launchers. How is that not hardcore? Hitler defeated with microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Uh, Sinosaur says Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is the best alternate oh, yes. history game. Yes. Why is it alternate history? It's set in the year 2007. This is the present <laughs> I was presented with in the 80s, assuming it'd be the future. <laughs> yep. Instead, we get it now. It's great. Uh, I really love all the old depictions of the future that we've completely bypassed. Mm. Those six, I, I say the Advanced War series has the best alternate history to play in. All the nations with uh, a significantly... Significant, all the nations of the significant military are broken in four factions. Orange Star, U.S., maybe Japan, Yellow Comet, China, Blue Moon, Russia, and Green Earth, Europe. You're still fighting in a world war in the first game where uh, you end up fighting, finding and fighting a supervillain at the end. Also, war, war technology has continu- continued to develop beyond our current reach. For example, in Dual Strike, they perfected flash clone technology and invented the Mega Tank, which seems to... Uh, have the worst fuel efficiency ever compared to any other vehicle in the game. It does indeed. Of course I wouldn't like to live in in this world because my uh, COs have a bad habit of letting my foot soldiers die. Um, Yeah, they're all disposable in advanced wars. Also, the Yellow Comet is totally Japan. Like, their leader is a samurai. And his daughter and his and the second character in his team. China's got samurais, man. And the second, I saw it on National Geographic. The second character oh, on his man. team oh, is, is like the, is the the, the daughter on his 
the, the daughter who works with him on his team is the perfect Japanese girl next door who's like the studious, well-knowledgeable, uh, like, meek girl. Um, Mercenary Q says, for me, I didn't even think about this, it has to be Stalker, Shadows of Chernobyl. I sunk hours, hours and hours into that game uh, and to boot it up once a year and just play a bit more. It's just realistic enough to be crazy immersive, and sometimes when it's night out, I can still hear the mutants hunt me. Mm. Didn't even think about that. Go back and play that again. I like. Me too. I got stuck like in a remote haunted nuclear silo, like bleeding to death and being hammered by poltergeists. And like, I think enough time has passed now that I could start a new game and not feel bad about it. Um. Oh, one, oh, a curious quail, I'll read you. Uh, I love the absurdity of Red Alert, time-traveling Hitler assassinations, mm-hmm. and weaponized yeah. Tesla coils. Mm-hmm. Uh, it jumped the shark right off the bat, but by the third one, it was all about Japan's robot army. Great shit. Yep. And Cody Stovall, who... Plus Tim Curry. Is abusing... Spice! <laughs> Spice! Uh, is a, who, Cody Stovall, who's abusing our, uh, our form signature thing by putting a gif of what looks like the entire movie of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I can't read anymore because I can't stop watching because they're about to put up a shield and stop Ronan. Oh, there it goes. There's the arrow. This is literally a gif of the entire Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, But he says, Dragon Ball Xenoverse? Cody Stovall, I'm so mad at you. Uh, Has some... Cody... uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse has some... uh, Someone messing with the timeline in the villain's favor... Interesting ones are Vegeta and Nappa not playing around and immediately changing into Ozaru and killing everyone. And there's look, Stovall, I've had it up to here with you. What if they were not over nine thousand? That's the that's the ultimate question it asks. <coughs> Almost threw up. <coughs> Too much Dragon Ball Z talk. <coughs> uh, Bullet Sponge says, I personally claim the Mass Effect series is alt history because humans will never work together long enough to seem approachable yeah. by aliens. <laughs> Uh, now with Republicans around, Jesus. <laughs> Griff's are those fucking Democrats. Griff says, "I really like the idea of George Washington declaring himself king in that Assassin's Creed Three DLC. Mm, the execution yeah. wasn't great, but it was such an interesting alternate past." Let's see here. But in reality, oh. he was a nice guy who just happened to have slaves. And... <laughs> Moan for Sloan, and I, I heard he made a lot of hemp, and that it made him a better president. Yep. Uh, Moan for Stallone says, I am going with the 3D world of Waterworld for the Virtual yes! Boy. JK, JK. Oh. I would actually love to be in the 16-bit noir world of Dick Tracy for the Sega Genesis. Hmm. Streets of Rage with Tommy Guns meets Bright Colors and Fedoras. Underrated gem, yo. <laughs> Triscable says, Fallout, easily. It's an alternate universe where nuclear fallout hasn't dispersed after nearly 200 years. That's just that's not just alternate history. That's alternate laws of physics. <laughs> really, though, the series has always been about a world where the microchip wasn't invented and people think Nikola Tesla was crazy. Cornoob says, I enjoyed the Resistance Fall of Man series quite a bit. I can't tell you that's much about one. it years later, but it was a fun trilogy and <laughs> aliens, not robots. Was it yes. Resistance that had the insane multiplayer that had like 60 players? It goes That's in and out of your ears immediately. Yes, like, just like yeah. Completely the Maybe. most one of the most forgettable things ever. Ooh, Raven Raven Bomb has my answer. He says Kotor and Jedi Knight two Jedi Outcast since all extended universe expanded extended universe whatever stuff is no longer canon and that's an alternate history now. <laughs> it's Ravenborn. 
Is it? I thought it was Raven Bomb. Raven Bomb. Oh, it yeah, is. It's oh. Raven Bomb. I got him confused. Uh, Sega Galactico says Burnout Paradise. Think of it: a world where humans have gone extinct and cars have become sentient and roam the world it's racing each thought. other. It's like cars <laughs> without the cartoon eyes. Ka-chow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dreamsphere says, uh, I think I've read this already. I'm going to say Bioshock, but I've changed my mind. So with that in mind, mine is Blood Rain. I was still fresh from killing Nazis in Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which I did love and would have been my answer, but again, it's obvious. So I thought about a game where I played a lot of, and it was Blood Rain, which came to mind. It was so hard till you got used to the tank controls on PC. Uh, Rain was a great lead character and a sassy, hot, redhead vampire back when they used to be cool. The story was quite good, too. I liked jumping around from Louisiana to Germany, <laughs> slapping around anyone in your way. You must not have seen uh, Uwe Bowles, Blood Rain. Ugh. Which one? He made three movies about <laughs> Blood Rain. And if you like tank controls, you should try jerking Hank and I off. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Jeez. I was going to say, you should also play The Crow, City of Angels. <laughs> a brawler oh with tank God. controls. That doesn't get Resident and I Evil camera off. angles. That's... Well, you know, maybe if you offer jerking yourselves off as an alternative to play any more of it, you'll get you'll get hand jobs. Uh, you get to jerk us off. That's your Patreon goal. I, I don't have anything else. So nothing else to offer. Nothing else I can offer. But your dick. My hands are too busy editing podcasts. <laughs> Fly to San Francisco <laughs> on your dime, and I will sure. offer up my dick. You can jerk me off. The uh, the last <laughs> comment in on the forums is from Obi Sean Kenev. Obi Sean Kenobi, who says, It's starting to burn out, sorry, and if you're here, but Assassin's Creed. Uh, Brotherhood was my favorite, but I really love the fiction they created until they wrote themselves in a corner and gave up with AC3. AC2 and Brotherhood were some of the few games where I wanted to find everything to get every little Easter egg or historical fact. They even got me to read up on some of the real histories of those characters. Oh. It was one of those few series where I thought the DLC was actually worth it. Learning. <laughs> yeah, why? They should have Assassin's Creed in school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it did teach me what a doja is in, in Venice. Is that like a female dojo? No, it's, it's just the prince <laughs> that runs Venice. Okay. <laughs> uh, going over the comments, Ian says, Early my fa- Easily my favorite alt-history game, well, games, mm-hmm. is the Fallout series. I love how the nuclear apocalypse is portrayed not only to have nearly wiped out humanity and given rise to all kinds of hilarious and or hideous mutations, but it also had the effect of stopping the progress of aesthetic design at 1950s Atomic Age chic. Mm. Plus, they're just all terrific games. Bando Namkai says, a good, good job securing that name. <laughs> Uh, says, I'm going to say the original Bioshock. To this day, I have yet to experience the wonder and curiosity for a video game setting as I did when Rapture is revealed in the beginning of the game. So cool. The need to learn everything I could about Rapture, mm. along with the plasmid mechanics, kept me completely hooked. I remember talking to my friends for months about it after it released, and it remains one of my favorite games to this day. I haven't personally felt such a need to learn more about a setting as I did when I first played Bioshock. Oh, Humphrey says something no one else did. This one is easy. Stalin versus Martians. Ugh. This game rules. In case you aren't familiar with the RTS what? genre, here's a synopsis. This is not good. Year 1942, summer. The Martians suddenly land somewhere in Siberia and attack the glorious people of Holy Mother Russia. It is a hard time for USSR, as you might know from the history we books. Have hard time. If you yeah. ever attended school, yeah. the situation is really fucked up. 
So Comrade Stalin takes the anti-ET military operation under his personal control. The operation is a top secret and virtually nobody knows about the fact of extra- extraterrestrial intervention. 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 Have... Oh, you... <laughs> I did you there was a picture of Vladimir Putin as a child released recently. Wow. And I've said on before I love that guy's supremely entertaining. I'm just <laughs> imagining his head on a child's it, body. You want to immediately go back in time and kill it. <laughs> it, it, it you have to see it. It's insane. He looks like he's going to be a conquer problem. the world. He yeah. looks like he's going to be a problem. Oh, man. Like Mr. Burns as a child. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I, all I remember about Stalin versus Martians is when it released, there was a trailer of like Stalin doing a dance, uh, like <laughs> Stalin dancing. Ah. It was it was very self consciously goofy. Yeah. Um, a couple more. Gramlock says, I've always been partial to the Crimson Skies universe. Ooh! Yeah. It began life as a tactical board game and also spawned two video games, one on the PC and the other on the original Xbox. It's set in an alternate 1930s where the U.S. has splintered into multiple smaller countries and trade is conducted via blimp. <laughs> yeah, no interstate highways. Uh, the creators of the setting have pretty much stated they needed an excuse for air pirates, and the game featured some fascinating and very oddly designed prop-driven prop-driven aircraft. Tailspin with humans. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Howard Hughes becomes a major, major player. Spin it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Ghost Baby says my favorite alternative history game has to be <laughs> Super Temporal Infinite Manipulation Expert Force. Uh-huh. Super Time Force. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Single player co-op madness plus an unlockable character called Dolphin Lundgren. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, nobody even mentioned Codename Steve. Yeah, well, nobody likes funny that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. yeah. I guess I guess uh, nobody also mentioned the Conduit too. Where spoiler oh, alert: yeah. the founding fathers are Space Marines at the very end. And Pretty it's awesome. great. Yeah. So, new question of the week. Has there ever been a game character that you thought was cool when you were younger, but eventually outgrew? Yes. In my case, um, the first this this whole question so came many. to mind because I was thinking about Doctrine Dark, who was a character in the Street Fighter <laughs> EX games. He was a badly scarred military veteran who always wore like a half face respirator mask mm-hmm. and had some sort of grudge with guile and he had like these huge staring eyes and was like oh, I'm psychotic and damaged plus I use he uses landmines and uh, razor wire in his martial arts <laughs> that's moves. why it's the best fighting game. yes yeah I, I, and he says things like explosive <laughs> instead of <laughs> explosive <laughs> And him and Cabal, I guess, are Mortal Kombat. Oh, that, wow. Like, I really liked Cabal for whatever reason. Now he's just like, eh, that guy's boring. Cabal always looked to me like he is everything that was left in the prop uh, uh-huh. chest yeah. after everyone else had picked their stuff. Just, just <laughs> put a mask on it. Yeah, and uh, these weird hooks? Okay, fine. Yep, yep. Exactly. I liked my, well, in that sense, like I was in love with Reptile. Ooh. Uh, when the instant you unlocked him, and in the second game he had like a mythology and separate moves, mm-hmm. but his moves are stupid yep. and weak. I, and I like that that ball that flips people. No, over. I cool well, because I, it sets them up for another. It is cut. totally different. You're right; it's different from almost everybody else's arsenal. But like when I was playing the new Mortal Kombat, and that they bothered to recreate that, he shoots a projectile that brings people closer to you. <laughs> it doesn't not look stupid, <laughs> even in the, even on a PS4. Acid uh, spit. 
And I, I've talked about Bubsy too much. I really thought he was the second coming because I'm a moron and I loved him a lot. No. I, I mean, I, you know, there's plenty of game characters I love, but they're, those are the ones I regret. I really liked Arrow the Acrobat, actually. Nah, really? Well, because he was basically a superhero. Like, he had a mask and a costume, and I liked that as a kid. Did you also like his spinoff partner, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel? Hell no. I thought he <laughs> took over the Arrow series. This series is all about Arrow, and he had this yeah. guy steals From it. Arrow to Zero? What the fuck? <laughs> and I never thought the about it. The only difference between their names is A and, a and Z. Z. I never <laughs> thought. You blow my mind, man. Ah! Hank, you could have been famous in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> you only thought of it. Uh, I feel like I have a better answer that I'm not thinking of right now, but I'm just going to say Duke Nukem. <laughs> I mean, like the 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 early PlayStation ones. I was just stupid enough to not know better and think yeah. that this was just completely I'm dumb. Duke Nukem and I objectify women. What the hell? And and I thought those those ladies with the square boobs were just like the hottest <laughs> thing possible. They were. And also, you didn't know you'd never seen They Live or Evil Dead too, yeah. so you didn't know he ripped off all his best quotes. No, I did not. I, I didn't see those till like early college or so. Yeah. Yeah, completely oblivious. No, we didn't have all of the internet at our disposal at all times. Kids you have to, you have to today go to rent don't these know, things. man. Fuck they you, millennials. Know. I'll eat there your children. You I'll fuck your parents. Jesus. That's a good I'll bookend <laughs> for this show. I think. That's... Uh, yes. What? Fuck millennials. Yeah, you yeah. said it. Yeah, Start. So. You said it now. I think so. Yeah, I don't they're mean they're that. renowned for their self-deprecating sense of humor. <laughs> yes, where everything I said that offends every one of their beliefs is taken ironically. Come the fuck guys, down. I'm on your side. Empathy wins. Shut man, the man. fuck! I will beat the shit out of you right here. No, that I, doesn't sound very empathetic. God damn it! Yeah, Chris will beat the shit out of you because other people don't have feelings. I just want to make dick jokes in the comfort of my own home. And I told them, <laughs> we're all stopping you, the man in the piece. Stop it! Don't you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to plug something. Okay, please. Wait. Let's move on to. Oh, wait. Actually, before we do, what's a character that you've outgrown? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to post the thread with the question and answer it. Gets red first. I almost said wins, but gets red first on next week's show. That's no kind of prize. Um,. <laughs> But or you can post under the comments for episode 112 at vigigameapocalypse.com. Chris, Word. go. Uh, laser time this week. Really funny. Hank was oh, on yeah. it. Uh, the worst superhero movies according to Rotten Tomatoes. I love it. We do this because everybody went. That wasn't that bad. This was worse. This isn't according to us. This is according mm-hmm. to an objective system that ranked them. <laughs> it's someone else's fault. It's Passing someone else's the fault. Blame. Totally, completely. The Chris Anti system. Because the worst. So much more fun. The worst superhero movies top ten. Are all Fantastic Four uh, one and two, <laughs> all of them? Um, I had somebody tweeted me saying like, "I want to listen to this, but you're just going to make fun of Man of Steel the whole time." Not even and close. I'd say like, we don't talk about that at all, but we definitely talk about Steel, <laughs> Shaquille O'Steel. And speaking of comic book things, that's Cape oh. Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week on the Laser Time Podcast Network. We just had a new episode all about the Age of Ultron with a big old discussion about it. You want to listen, and we're doing a follow-up to it this week. And also go to lasertime.bandcamp.com if you want to get the commentary tracks for Avengers and Iron Man 3. Listen, you know you're going to rewatch them anyway, so why not do them with your buddies? Uh, Cheap Podcast. There'll be a new episode soon. Probably uh, more than one this month because so what are we WWE. Today, Dave? Oh yes, also the Laser Time streams every Tuesday at three p.m. 
Pacific. At, at least, and usually more than one time per week. But we did five Saturn games this week. Not the same five that we talked about. but wow. uh, Five Saturn games in like two hours. Yeah. Um, but the we five real best Saturn games. No, no there's no saga, sadly, no. but like a bunch of really great ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tony, USA, Knights, Fighting Vipers, Virtue Fighter 2, and Guardian Heroes. Ah, Fighting Vipers. Mm -hmm. All right, well, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and I recommend you do because uh, that's where I always post when it goes up uh, immediately. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas, where I will occasionally say witty and or clever things, or things that I think are witty and or clever but are actually completely humorless and dumb, and you should all hate me for them. So that's pretty much our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Time days. Dave's toga. Too, Put it away. Too loud. One more time. David. Dave's toga. <laughs>